Welcome back to another episode of What Do We Just Read? I'm Justin, and every week my best friend Maya and I try to push the other out of their genre comfort zone. This week we read Before She Knew Him by Peter Swanson, a chilling tale of a young suburban housewife with a history of psychological instability whose fears about her new neighbor could lead to murder. This episode was a lot of fun for me and Maya to record, even though we were coming off of three weeks not being able to record because we had to go through a hurricane. But this episode might be a little longer, but it's still a good one, and we hope you enjoy. Ba da ba ba ba, we're back again. Yay! <laughs> okay, literally. Okay, so we've talked on Discord and we've texted a few. Like we've talked on Discord to yeah. play games, and texted. Have not seen you since August twenty sixth. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Damn hurricanes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit was insane. It was actually quite terrible. <sighs> so, I mentioned it in the intro to last week's episode, but it has been almost a month. It's been three weeks since Justin and I yeah. recorded because right after we recorded that last episode, Hurricane Ida hit southeast louisiana yep and uh we were with well justin left you left when did you guys leave uh we left saturday morning cool i stayed worst decision of my entire life (laughs) i knew i was like i know the power is gonna go out i can't deal with heat i was like the power did not bother me the power going out didn't bother me. That was my biggest thing. I would never stay for a hurricane ever again. Like, okay, I'll stay for like a category two. You know, like I've done a category That's two. Fair. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. A category four hurricane is <laughs> so loud. Yeah. And it was a windy storm. Like hurricanes can be like wet. They can be windy. They can be both. We got a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. We got we got a lot more wind than we got water. Like. Hurricane Katrina was like a wet storm. This was a windy storm. Correct. It every single gust for <laughs> eight hour, eight to twelve hours. It was a long time because I think oh god, it didn't stop till two a.m. and I think two a two p.m. is when our power went out. So it, it had been going for like a little bit. Every single gust, Actually I was like, horrible. "That's it. That's my roof. <laughs> That's my roof. My roof." I have, and I. And you guys heard at, like, last week's episode, I was so anxious the week before. Not even hurricane-related. Just anxiety. Just just life. Just in one of the worst nights of my entire life. Yeah, I can imagine. We got no damage, though. Neither did we. We only lost power. No damage, though. So, you know that <laughs> they, the trees sing. It's terrifying. It sounds like a it sounds like a like a, a woman halfway screaming, halfway like singing oh, to you. Oh no. Justin, it was so scary. It was That's so actually scary. Terrifying. That's actually terrifying. That's I think that was the worst part was just like cuz I I I knew. Jesus. Someone had told me. They were like when I went through I think they went through Katrina as a kid or like some hurricane as a kid that was like a really strong storm. And they were like, that was like the hardest part for them was like the trees singing. And I was like, that's weird. Was nature like, yelling at you. I was like, that's 
weird. I did. I what like I, I'm not really sure what that would sound like. I know what that shit sounds like now. <laughs> no, I know what that sounds like now. Awful. So where did you go? You guys left Saturday morning. What was your what was your your hurricane trajectory? <laughs> we left Saturday morning, and then we were in traffic for ten hours just to get to Florida. We went to Fort Walton, Florida. Where's Fort Walton? Which is you. It's uh, a little bit further than Pensacola, not Pensacola, uh, Panama City, I think. Or no, no, Pensacola. I think it's a little bit further than Pensacola. Okay. So it's like a four and a half hour trip, maybe a four hour trip. Normally. Normally. We were on the highway for 10 hours. Oh my God. It was actually terrible. Oh my God. And then we stayed at the hotel in Fort Walton for... Three or four days, mm-hmm. five days maybe. And then we ended up going to Biloxi and we stayed there for like two days. And then we came home. We had power at that point. So mm-hmm. we were like, we might as well just go home and uh, fix everything up, see the damages. Yeah. I mean, you already had an idea of what the damage was. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. You sped by our house and told me everything looked fine. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um. So we stayed because I had told my husband, I was like, I'll do what your parents do. And his parents were like, we're staying. And I was like. (laughs) You're like, damn it. I was like, I thought it was going to be a two, but looks like it's going to be a four. I kind of wish we weren't staying for this. So uh, I spent Saturday putting down our hurricane shutters. And then we went through the storm. Can't express enough how terrifying that was. Just loud. (laughs) The trees I'd singing. Never been through a storm that strong before. So then uh Monday we got up and we I went looked around the house. Everything looked fine. We went to go check on my husband's aunt. Mm-hmm. Her roof. It didn't her the ceiling in her bedroom. What's it called? Her roof? <laughs> her roof <laughs> got damaged. Her roof. Yeah, her roof got damaged. And it was crazy because my mother-in-law, we went over there and then we went to go see my, my in-laws. And my in-laws went to go see her because that's my mother-in-law's like oldest sister. And yeah. she was looking at the water damage in the bedroom and she was like, I think that like, this, the, I think the ceiling is going to come down in your bedroom. And so my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and my brother-in-law, they moved her bed, like her like mattress and her sheets and stuff out of the room. And then yeah. they were like, okay, cool. We'll come check on, again, check on you later. And then they left. And they hadn't even gotten down the block, and her fucking ceiling came down. Oh my god! So then we went back and yeah. helped pick up. Well, I didn't actually help very much at all. I kind of just stood there. <laughs> um, but my brother-in-laws and my husband they helped like clean up that stuff. And then the heat didn't bother me so much. It was just that I was really worried about Doc because yeah, I'd never experienced a cat in like high temps like that. Mm-hmm. and he did fine with the storm by the way loved it spent all yeah, night was... by this fucking <laughs> massive sliding door because we, we don't have like any way to block it just spent yeah, all yeah, night yeah. there just like mm, love this <laughs> and so uh monday night yes yeah, so i just didn't know how doc was going to react he was being like really lethargic and he wasn't drinking water he has normally has a fountain because he's a bougie little bitch and <laughs> he wasn't drinking water he wasn't drinking water out of the sinks despite the fact that the water was clean like he normally does. Like sometimes he'll be at the sink and he'll drink it. Uh, I dribbled some water into a bowl for him slowly. 
And that was my breaking point. And I texted my dad because he was the only person I could reach. And I said, I just know that the storm didn't go to Alabama. Please find us a hotel and give me some basic directions to get to this hotel. I want to leave. I know my house is safe. I want to get Doc out of here. Everything is fine at that point. Let let me leave. Yeah. So we left for about a week. I think we, well, I guess we left like Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday? Did we, I don't remember. We must have spent one. I don't know. Anyway, we left and we came back on a Sunday. Didn't have power for four more days. You hate to see it, honestly. You honestly do. Yeah. Doc, they said, like, the stuff said that Doc was going to be fine. Um, He's just going to sleep a little bit more, which is what he did. But that, you know, yeah. unless he was, he, but, like, he probably wasn't ill. They have a, like, a pretty high heat tolerance. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, but love the storm. You did great in the hotels. How was Jinx throughout your travels? Uh, she was fine for the most part. Um, when we, you know, first started moving, she doesn't like being in her kennel. So (laughs) while we were driving, she was obviously crying for a little bit, but she got over that pretty quickly. Uh, and then the first hotel, (laughs) the first hotel we went to actually didn't allow pets. So we had to sneak her in. Mm. We had to sneak in two cats. (laughs) She did fine. Everything was fine. Uh, up until we had to move again, and then she was like, "I don't want to be in this kennel. I hate you." How was Harley? Was Harley the same? Where she just were you guys riding in separate cars? Yeah, yeah, we were riding in separate cars. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, when we went to the second hotel, the second hotel was pet friendly, so okay, no needing to sneak her in there. But she did fine throughout everything. Uh, she didn't eat for like the first day or two. Hmm. Yeah, she was just like, "This is a new place. I don't know about this." First hotel was a shit show. It was disgusting. It was a motel. My husband was like, this hotel's not that bad. And I was like, the curtain, like the the skirting <laughs> oh, no. at the top of the curtain is like falling down. Oh, no. What made me, I mean, I was like, look, now that we have like self-service and things like that, like let's try and move closer because it was like a four and a half hour drive. Uh, Next day, like their second day there, uh, I took off my pajama pants because we were going somewhere. And I, I went okay. to toss them on the bed, and they fell on the floor. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go pick them up. I picked up my pajama pants. Oh, no. They came back up with a pump bottle top. Oh. Justin, do you think that I had a pump bottle? No, not that I, not, I not that I know of. Did not, did not have a pump bottle. <laughs> I don't know what oh, that no. pump bottle was. I don't know if it was like lotion or lube. Oh, no clue what was in that pump bottle. So we went to the second (laughs) hotel, which was an hour closer to home. So it was like about a three and a half hour drive home. That one was mostly fine, except it did have some real tiny little uh, Palmetto books. Manny left his like we got some Subway and Manny had left like the wrapper open. (laughs) It was funny because I'm laying on the bed. Manny's (laughs) sitting in the chair in the room and Doc is sleeping next to me. And Doc just, like, pops his head up, like, and I was like, what's going on, buddy? What are you doing? And he gets up, and he walks over to, like, the the dresser where they had, like, the the food and the desk. And I was like, what are you doing over there, Doc? And I I stood up, and I was like, oh, you heard roaches. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I couldn't hear them, but they were so loud, they woke him up. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That is 
highly unfortunate. Thank God, like both the hotels we stayed in were nice and clean. Everything was fine. Like not like clean, but you know, it's like no bugs or anything. I mean, I didn't have choice. Like I didn't have a choice. Like my dad was, and my sister were just like, "What's a good like pet friendly?" Because pet friendly hotels were fucking mm-hmm. hard to find, dude. Oh my god, I know. It was actually horrible. We were three hours away, and we st- like I still had to spend. I think I spent like an hour looking for different hotels. And then sometimes they'll be yeah. pet friendly, but like not all the rooms are pet friendly. It's like I called one hotel and they were like, yeah, we have availability, but like not for any pet friendly rooms. It was an actual nightmare. Yeah, it was the worst. I did get to go to a Piggly Wiggly, though, which made me very happy. You went to a Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. The grocery store next to our second hotel was a Piggly Wiggly. And I was like, like Manny <laughs> did not get it at all. But I was like, oh, my God, this is a fucking Piggly Wiggly, dude. Like... <laughs> <laughs> can you believe <laughs> literally right across the street from uh, our second hotel was a waffle house and i was like i'm home <laughs> i don't home. like waffle house oh my god waffle house is so good every waffle house i mean i get some people like that that's the aesthetic they go for every waffle house i've ever been yeah in it's, it's gross it's dirty and i don't like eating in dirty yeah. it's gross but that's what makes it good were people wearing masks where you were? I saw a couple of people wearing masks around the hotel in Florida, but probably that was because most of them were from Louisiana. Yeah. That's what but everyone no. said. <laughs> like, you <can> tell people. <laughs> Literally no one was wearing masks. Yeah, we're so spoiled here with like the level of mask wearing. <laughs> it was insane. We went to Montgomery. Very few masks. Like black, like we saw some black people wearing masks and an old white man. Uh, yeah. And then we went to Evergreen, Alabama, which was like a Piggly Wiggly. It had some restaurants, but like it seemed like I have no idea what's in Evergreen, Alabama. Very, very small town. <laughs> um, no masks. Yikes. Not at all. So spoiled. I actually here. hate to see it. We are. And I'm glad that, you know, people in new orleans louisiana respect it yeah did you so with jinx in the car was she just in her kennel the whole time or did you guys let her out uh yeah she was in there the whole time because i was riding with my dad and he doesn't really he doesn't really do the whole cat thing angela come on no we let doc out we got to manny was sitting in the back seat preventing him from coming into the front seat and killing us all (laughs) oh god uh, when we like stopped for gas and stuff, I would get out and like open her kennel and like be like, "Good, give her some water and stuff. Let her, you know." Yeah. Be like, "Hey, this ain't that bad. We're almost there." God, it was an adventure. I don't want to. I mean, I can't say I don't want to do that again because I don't plan to move out of Louisiana. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point again. Yeah, but you know, it's crazy. It was a crazy like three weeks. Yeah, it's been. A crazy, like, August, end of August to mid-September. I can't even believe that it's been, like, time just feels so fake. (laughs) What is time? What is time? Yeah, it's crazy. You guys got power. Like, you guys were, like, the first people to get power back. Yeah, surprisingly. Usually when my power goes out, it takes the absolute longest. Yeah, it's like, you know, they they say that, like, uh, they call New Orleans the city that Hope forgot after Katrina. 
That's like specifically <laughs> yeah. the East, the city that like yeah, hope... specifically the East. But they were like, oh yeah, power back in the East, and it was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I... like, ex- excuse me. I live in a bougie area, and you're telling me the East got power back before I did. <laughs> What's happening? I mean, I'm happy for you guys, but like, <laughs> what happened to like classism and racism? <laughs> where are the free- where are the benefits <laughs> of me buying a house in a great neighborhood? I hate it here. This has been what did we just (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad we got to, you know, catch up. And, you know, if you guys are interested, if you guys are like, oh man, Southeast Louisiana got hit hard by the storm, uh, you can check our Instagram posts last week. Um, We posted some, we posted the names and tagged some organizations that do some pretty great work not just after storms yeah. but like year round that we really respect. Mm-hmm. Some of them I already knew about but then some of them have been vetted by the New Orleans subreddit which I trust those people to know like are pretty good about like mm, these people are sketchy so pretty good. <laughs> Did you also see that Ida just hit New York also and just like caused massive flooding? Yeah, not only New York uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but Destiny, my best friend, she lives in Connecticut. Hi, Destiny. I love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Big loves. Yeah, she texted me. She still had power, but, like, both of the roads that she would use to, like, go anywhere from her apartment were flooded. Yeah. She was just trapped. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe Ida went across the entire country and was like, I'm going to box up New York real quick. Climate change, man. People think insane, absolutely insane. Climate, like there's not just the intense, like, but we're gonna see way more storms. Just like do what's called rapid intensification, where like in a 24 hour period they just jump up really high, and we're also gonna see more yeah. storms that are able to like sustain being like wet and gross up north. So don't come in our fucking things being like, why do you live in New Orleans? Because like you guys like obviously northern nature wants you. Fuck off. Okay. Oh, God. Mother Nature's gonna come for us all. You're not immune. <laughs> you're not. You're not immune to Mother Nature. The Earth will reclaim us all, dude. It's fine. You live. You live on the West Coast. Forest fires. She's coming for you. True. You live up north. <laughs> blizzards. She's coming for you. You come in. The, you live in the Northeast. Blizzards and hurricanes. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. <laughs> coming for you. You live in the East Coast, South Carolina. It's coming for you. <laughs> South Carolina, one two three four Dale Road. It's coming. For it's you. coming for you. Yeah, it's coming for. Hey, live in the fucking middle of the country. Tornadoes. Boom! It's coming for you. It's coming for you. You can't even fucking predict those. Those just happen. You just be yeah, sitting on your couch outside. like, haha, living my life, my best life, and then woof. <laughs> you're sitting on your couch, and then you're talking to Saint Peter. We had a hurricane. We had a tornado warning. It was actually in Slidell, so like north of the lake. Yeah. But uh, I had to go. Luckily, like a week beforehand, I had organized our uh, storage closet to get to. We have like a, an actual walkway in there. So we just went and got in there yeah, yeah. Uh, for the tornado warning. Hated that too. That was also like whole night. <laughs> hated was that just... also. Mandy just was like so calm. And I, yeah. I'm I'm glad that like both of us weren't freaking out, but like part of me was like, I need some 
validation or something because I'm <laughs> my heart is racing. I'm scared. Yeah. And Manny's just like, let me stand by the kitchen window, which faces east, and just I'm just gonna watch. And I'm just like, there's not a shutter. Th- Get away from the window. <laughs> what are you, um, what are you maybe doing? It's just like a maybe that's just a thing that we do. Because I've st- I've like stood outside like while hurricanes are passing over. I did that when it was a category two, because our front porch is like insulated. Because our front porch is like it faces southwest, so like the storm winds would never be coming that way. So like I think yeah. for Isaac, we we stood on the porch for a little bit, but um, yeah, not a category four. Just go outside; it's fine. Let Mother Nature reclaim us. Especially not a Category 4 because I don't want to, like, create, like, a wind tunnel to, like, rip off my roof. Uh, or get taken away. Hmm. What are those? <laughs> hmm. How's, would a hurricane be able to lift me up? I think a tornado would. Because tornadoes can lift up cows and stuff. And I'm definitely That's smaller true, than yeah. a cow. But can a hurricane lift me up? Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to contact the Mythbusters to find that out. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) But no, I don't want to create like a wind tunnel in my house to like give it access to be like, hey, do you like having a roof? No, you don't. Psych. We were like the only house that didn't have any roof damage. Oh, look look at you. Yeah, we didn't have any roof damage either or like our fence didn't fall. It was great. Yeah, our fence is fine. Terminex dude came out a couple days ago or yesterday, told me he was like, you should mow your lawn. And I was like. Just, just had a fucking hurricane. It's not actually on my my lawnmower guy's priority list. Can't believe you had to box up a Terminex man. I'm sure he was saying it for like bug reasons, but it's just like it's not long like that because I like it being long like that. Like, (laughs) still so rude. Also thought it was crazy. You know, like so he can't. He did like an inside inspection, and then he did the outside inspection. You know, like normally if they like coming in and out, like. I've normally had them like knock or something like that, like when they come back in. Yeah, well, <laughs> he just he just opened the door and it was like everything's good. Bye. I was like, I was like, I did leave the door unlocked. Like I guess this is fine. I knew you were like, here, but I was just a little. Sh- I had never had <laughs> someone do that before, where he just like just walked into in. my house. Gotta go. <laughs> All right, everything's done. Bye. So yeah, <laughs> that was our adventure, guys. That what was an it. adventure it was. But hey, now we're back and back to regularly scheduled programming. By the skin of our fucking teeth, my guy. By the skin of by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> it was it, look. All right, look. <laughs> look. This one, it was a good book, mm-hmm. all right? I was just out of practice because of the trauma. Yeah, I didn't bother to read while, you know, we were going through a hurricane. So I was like, that's fine. I'll just catch up next time. I mean, you could have. I also could have. I made sure it was downloaded on my Kindle. It was like one of the things I did before the storm. Yeah. You could have. You were just playing Destiny, posting pictures like, haha, you know, I got to keep that motherfucking thing on me. It's like, fuck you, dude. Some of us don't have power or service. I had to, uh, yeah. I definitely took my uh, (laughs) PlayStation 5 with me because I was like, if anything does happen, can't let that can't let that get ruined. No, that's fair. Definitely not. May uh we brought Did I bring my Switch? 
I don't remember if I brought my Switch. I know Manny brought his because he was using it. Maybe yeah. I bought it because it was brought it because it was expensive, but that's fair. I also brought my Switch. You know what? I probably didn't bring my Switch because we didn't leave until after the storm had passed. I was like, it'd be fine. Mm, that that also makes sense, yeah. I will say, I feel really bad about this. I the day before the day we left, I woke up early. Well, we both woke up early because like it was hot. The sun, <laughs> like you go to sleep yeah. with the sun or whatever. I woke up. And I went outside and I cleaned up all the like shingles and like leaves and shit that had like accumulated in our front yard. Didn't touch yeah. the neighbor's yard because <laughs> if there were going to be looters, I was like, I want them to know that like that house is is empty. Go over there. <laughs> I felt really bad, but I was like, they had, I mean, you know, they definitely had people going around. You know? that's the that's the one thing that... not a lot of people like i don't want to like make it seem like new orleans is just like a free-for-all but like yeah but there are certain people yeah like, that go around looting during these tragic events and it's yeah going looking for empty it. houses and trying to just take stuff that like it'd be one thing if you they were going in and like taking like cans of soup but like yeah stole a tv like you can't even use it nobody a, has you... power i don't <laughs> You don't have any power. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So I was worried about that. I thought it was interesting. Someone was saying that, like, because there hasn't been a lot of news. That, like, there were, like, incidents of looting. Like, I think New Orleans police mm-hmm. was, like, roaming around more. And we did later yeah. in the week, like, institute a curfew. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the news wasn't talking about it enough. And I think someone was positing that it's because there was so much racially charged news after katrina where like it would be like the news would be like oh look at these white people looking for supplies and it'd be like look at these negroes looting (laughs) (laughs) jesus and it would be like what the white people are just at someone's house these black people are at like a grocery store like what (laughs) it's not looting there's the city (laughs) they're trying they're trying to survive so yeah, there was there was very little news about like looting and stuff after the storm, which yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, I guess you know that there, there's going to be like a select few people who are going to be running around doing that stuff, and so like, there's not really a reason to like broadcast it because it's not happening in like droves. It's not happening like yeah, it's not happening on this massive scale. Yeah, but I made sure my house did not look lootable. That's right. You were sitting in your own home. Clean up. I even put I'm the here. um <clears throat> I even made the choice to put our storm shutters up before we left. Yeah. Because I was like, that's another way to make the house look like lived in. That People like are there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like That makes sense. But I made sure to like I always have to like put them up in a in a way where I'm like because they fold up. And so I always gotta be like, yeah, can yeah. a grown man fit <laughs> up? <laughs> that's fair. Slept with the windows open. Get that fucking cross breeze, uh-huh. dude. Yes, sir. Crazy. Anyway, yeah, this book. What's going on? What's happening with this book? <laughs> <laughs> After 30 minutes in, we got this. All right. Boom, 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 boom. I feel like I, I feel like I feel like I gotta do it. Do what? This this week we read Before She Knew Him by Peter. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, justify. <laughs> First impressions. Peter Swanson is a good writer, but he really enjoys talking about women being women with mental health issues being gaslit, and they're right about something. Peter Swanson also wrote The Silent Patient, right? No, that was... No, 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 Alex Michaelides. What was Peter Swanson's other book? The Kind Worth Killing. Oh. Oh, you know what? I don't... Maybe I'm judging him for something that he didn't do. I was thinking of The Silent Patient, I think. <laughs> this book does feature gaslighting a woman with mental health issues, which is not cool, it's... guys. Yeah, it's big gaslighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's big gaslighting. Okay, I retract. But first, most is, of my that's feeling. the only first impression. <laughs> it was a good book. I it again didn't go where I thought it was going to go, but I didn't have yeah. a crisis of. I didn't have the crisis where like I had to like read reviews to try and like understand what was happening. Yeah. Didn't have to yeah. like talk it through with someone, but I was confused at first, but not like to that extent. I thought this was a really good book. I feel like Peter Swanson's stuff is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed The Kind Worth Killing. This was a really good book. Um, I'm going to try and read more of his stuff. But yeah, this is just all around a good book. Like I told you uh, when we talked, it was a good book. And I did have trouble reading it. But that's mostly <laughs> my own. That's my own fault. Because I just procrastinated. <laughs> and then by the time I was like ready, I was like, Jesus. Have we ever had a book that was hard to read because the book was hard to read and not because we have mental health issues? Um, that's a good question. I feel like we say that every, <laughs> the every checklist, maybe? Like, maybe the checklist, mostly because, you know, it just, it was kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah, probably the checklist. Because No Exit was good. Girl Gone Viral was good. Silent Patient was good. Someone Else's Secret was... Difficult, but not for that reason. It was just difficult. Yeah. No, it was kind of boring. (laughs) Legit, it was kind of boring, but... Remote control was fine. Remote control was fine. Checklist was... Checklist was big, meh. After Dark. Okay, so we've had had a couple. After Dark. After Dark was written beautifully, (laughs) but nothing happens. Maybe not after dark. Norwegian wood was. <laughs> Norwegian wood. <laughs> Norwegian wood was its Haruki. own thing of just like nothing's happening. Everyone sucks. Haruki, I love you, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez. I'm glad Haruki Murakami is too old to have an Instagram <laughs> or a Twitter because we would not have tagged him had he. Yeah. Unfortunately, maybe I, for I really after dark, to like him. but like then it would have been people like, why didn't you tag him for the another one? It's like, have you read it? Have you took the time to read it? I don't think they've taken the time. I don't think they took the time. <laughs> I'll do it then. All right, let's go. All right, just hop right into it, huh? <laughs> into the thick of it. So we start off with uh, Hen and Lloyd discussing if they want to attend this block party for the neighborhood that they. They literally like just moved into this neighborhood mm-hmm. recently. They end up going to the block. Well, before before that, <laughs> I'm gonna introduce. So Hen, she's an artist. Yes. Her name her name is Henrietta, but everyone calls her Hen. And then we have Lloyd. I didn't know what Lloyd did up until like sixty or seventy percent into the book when they finally said he worked in like public relations. Yeah. 
So at the block party, they they end up meeting Matthew and Mira. They're one of the only couples at the party that don't have children. (laughs) Everyone else has kids. Yeah. So they kind of hit it off with that. While the party's going on, while they're talking to each other, Mira eventually suggests that they should get together for a cookout at some point, you know, to get to know each other better, Mm -hmm. which they agree to. And then a week later, as Hen is walking from her studio, she runs into Mira, and Mira's like, "Hey, you wanna? We can we can have this uh, this cookout, you know, today or tomorrow or the day after, whatever." Yeah, she's like, she's like, I got the whole weekend free, bitch. (laughs) I got the whole weekend, and Hen's like, "Damn." Yeah, Hen's like, Hen's like, yeah, you gave me so many days that it's impossible for me to say no. Yeah, it's impossible for me to say that I'm busy on any of these days. Uh, Hen and Lloyd end up going over to dinner at Matthew and Mira's place. They spend some time, you know, talking to each other, getting to know one another. This is where we find out that Hen is a artist and that she works at the Black Brick Studios. Uh, yeah, she has studios, she she, like she rents a space in in an artist loft, I think. Yeah. Uh, here we also find out that even though Hen is an artist and she loves art she for like the past couple years she's been having like really bad artist block like creativity block like she doesn't feel as creative because she's on like a whole bunch of meds uh because she has bipolar disorder as we find out yes is that the right the right phrasing i don't i don't know what the right yeah i thought uh, if if that's not the right thing because i'm not sure if that's one of those mental health things where like what they used to call it isn't actually accurate or rep- like or like not what they call it anymore. That's what they refer to it in the book. Yeah. 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 So I'm not sure of the correct terminology, but this is what they have in the book. And I am sorry in advance. We'll refer to it as bipolar and if bi- bipolar disorder, it doesn't come up a ton. But if we need to change the phrasing, then we will. Correct. But you can continue. Okay. Uh, so after the they have dinner and they get to know each other a bit as hen and lloyd are leaving mira realizes that oh i never gave them a tour of the house so their house mira and matthew's house is basically an identical replica of mm-hmm. hen and lloyd's house yes so she's like let me show you around so i can give you uh so you can get some decorating tips maybe you know <laughs> so she gets a tour of the house she gives them the tour of the house and eventually they make their way to matthew's private office and when they get to the office his his office is so much different than the than the house like his his uh his office is like a bunch of knickknacks there's like a bunch of knickknacks everywhere and hen is like really intrigued by it when she first gets there she's like damn this is a nice office I really, like i really like this office but while she's in the office she notices something on the mantelpiece mm-hmm. and it just so happens to be a fencing tro- a junior olympics fencing trophy and she's like, huh, that trophy's weird. It's not weird. It looks familiar. Yeah, it looks familiar to her. And she's she asks Matthew, hey, do you fence? And he's like, ah, oh, no, I picked it up at a, a yard sale somewhere. You know, I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> but when she sees it, <laughs> she almost faints. Yeah. So after that, Hen and Lloyd go home. And we find out that Matthew teaches at Sussex Hall, mm-hmm. which is where something happened to a, a guy named dustin miller it's, well that's where dustin not, miller not went there to high exactly school. <clears throat> yeah that's where dustin miller went to high school we have no idea <laughs> what that means at this point so then we cut to matthew's perspective throughout this whole book we keep switching between matthew and him yeah just want to throw that out there so that night after uh mira falls asleep matthew 
gets up and goes to his office and he stand he stands exactly where Hidden was standing and he he he's trying to see if he can make out the words on the trophy. And he's like, there's there's no way she could have she could have read the trophy. There's no way. Then he ends up scolding himself because he's like, why didn't I just get rid of this fucking stupid trophy? Like, why did I keep it? Why did I keep it on this mantelpiece? It's so stupid. Yep. So he ends up just going to bed. And the next morning, he wakes up after he has breakfast with Mira. Everything is fine. He makes the heart wrenching decision to get rid of all his trophies from all of his past crimes. Yep. <laughs> because guess what? He is a serial killer. He takes them all and he packs them inside of a box and he puts some history books on top of them. And he goes to Mira and he's like, hey, I'm just going to go drop these off because I don't need these history books anymore. So he ends up heading to uh, Sussex Hall and he brings, he takes the box to the basement and he hides it in the backpack room where they keep like all the chairs and stuff like for graduation and everything. And he hides it amongst like the other boxes that are back there. Yeah. I think this is a Sunday. So he goes there on a Sunday and there's nobody there while he's doing this. And after he hides the box, he goes up and he starts working on his lesson plan. When another teacher ends up coming in to the building, who we find out her name is Michelle. Mm -hmm. When we first meet her, he describes Michelle as like timid and she's mousy. And he also says that during her first year uh, of teaching, she would frequently cry because teaching is hard. Maya, you can attest to that. Is teaching hard? Like she's teaching. I think sex. I think high school students, right? I think Sussex Hall is like a private school. Yeah, it's a private school. I don't. I, I don't fucking think that these students are that. Get over, like, get over yourself, <laughs> bitch. Like, <laughs> making it harder than it needs to be, you know. So, <laughs> eventually, while they're working together, not like now, but like when she first started, but eventually Matthew ended up taking her under his wing and like you know showing her the ropes, I guess. But he would also eventually start helping her with her personal problems <laughs> such as like her asshole boyfriend mm -hmm. and on this particular day when she shows up she starts out by talking about her lessons plan her lesson plan but she eventually gets to the subject of her boyfriend and how <laughs> she thinks that he might be cheating on her because he changed his password to his phone and she's like i think he i think he's probably cheating on me I'm going to back up a little bit. She comes and asks him for help with her lesson. They go over her lesson plans. Uh, and her lesson yes. plan was to have the students make their own mock constitutions. Fine. Correct. Sounds like a great project <laughs> for high schoolers to do if you're in a history class. She's a history teacher. <laughs> Matthew's advice is maybe teach them the actual constitution first. <laughs> so she was like i'm going to have them make a mock constitution when Correct. i haven't taught them what the constitution is <laughs> she said it'll be fine they can there, look it up. there are things <laughs> in books that are like my my big no-no's and one of them <laughs> okay. is just severely incompetent teachers. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I can respect that. That is a level of like incompetency. How, why would you not teach them the Constitution first? <laughs> Before making them do a project where they need to know what the Constitution is. Like, what is your criteria? Because obviously the criteria on like their project is going to require that like, you know, it, 
I, I'm going to stop myself. It made me very angry that that was his suggestion because that means she's an idiot. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, so then we, get, we cut back to Hen's perspective. And Hen considers calling the police and telling them, like, hey, you should probably come check out my neighbor because he has a fencing trophy that I'm pretty sure belongs to this guy, Dustin Miller. Yeah. Uh, but she, 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 she goes against that and she ends up just doing her own research on the Dustin Miller case. And this is when we find out what actually happens to Dustin Miller. So Dustin Miller got, he was murdered three years ago, but he was murdered on the same street that Hen and Lloyd used to live on. Mm -hmm. And that caused Hen, I don't know if that specifically caused Hen to become obsessed with the case. Yeah. She became a little manic. Yeah, she became a little a little manic uh, over the case, and she was, like, watching it super closely. And she was able to find out some details that was released later by the police. Like, there was there was no sign of forced entry to Dustin's house, mm-hmm. but he was, he was found tied to a chair with a plastic bag over his head that was, like, duct taped over his head. Yeah. There was a couple things from his house missing, like uh, his, his wallet was missing, a laptop. But most the most important thing that was missing was a Junior Olympics fencing trophy that he didn't get from the college that he went to because I think he played tennis in college. Mm-hmm. But he got he got that fencing trophy when he was at Sussex Hall. Yes. So during the time after Dustin Miller's death, Hen kept a, a close eye on his Facebook page and she would check the comments and everything diligently. And there was a picture that he had posted before he died where he was like, oh, I'm happy to live on this street. And it was a picture of the street, but in the corner there was a... You can see like a woman's legs. And so Hen asked Lloyd and she was like, is this weird? And <laughs> Lloyd's like, no, I no, it's not weird. But like, <laughs> he's like, I want you to stop getting so deep into this, please. Yeah. Like, he, he's like, I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't think you should think about it either at all. He's like, stop. Like, don't don't yeah, think don't, about don't it. Don't do this. Don't think about it too much, too much, too much, too much. <laughs> but after that, that this is when we get a little bit. Well, we get Hen's backstory, right? Mm-hmm. So Hen has always had like a fascination with death and like dark stuff, and it shows in all of her art. Whenever you know she yeah. sketches something or prints something. I mean, who among us doesn't have a fascination with true crime? That's right. Every I love true crime. Everyone loves true crime. Yeah. And hey, who among <laughs> us doesn't have like I have a I'm not gonna name it, but I have a case that's like my it's a solved case, but I, I do have a a true crime story that is like my. I know a lot about it. Probably a disturbing amount of information about this one thing. <laughs> yeah. True crime, all that stuff. That actually ties into my suggestion at the end of the episode. So okay. I just wanted to put that out there. So about about Hint's backstory, we find uh we find out that she had her first manic episode when she was in college. And she had her episode around the same time a girl named Sarah Harvey. Uh, got the flu like super super bad and had to go home because of it mm-hmm. and then a rumor started that sarah's roommate uh daphne myers tried to make her even sicker by leaving the window open in their room <laughs> but hen was convinced she was like nah daphne's trying to kill sarah yeah and that that was the point that hen was like i'm gonna figure out what's going on with with daphne so she like started to watch every move she was making and then I don't I don't know the, the the timeline, but it said in November, Daphne was being very friendly towards. <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
I just thought it was. It, the line is in November, Daphne had gotten friendlier and friendlier toward him. Very suspicious, Hen thought. That line is so funny. It's like, oh, I think you're a bad person, and now you're trying to befriend me, even though you don't know that I think you're a bad person. Curious. Interesting. Curious. Curious. <laughs> For some reason, Hen has a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> Curious. <laughs> She's like constantly walking around stroking her tits. Stroking. Hmm. And go, like, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, so Daphne is like really nice uh, to Hen. And we also find out that Daphne is going to be changing her major from psychology to fine art, which Hen is a fine art major. And that, e- that like, brought Hen's suspicion up to 37. Yeah, Hen was very suspicious. Those look like the exact same glasses I have. <laughs> I got blue light glasses today. <laughs> Justin probably cut it out. I hope he did, because it's a very long time. <laughs> and I just put myself on mute and then slowly slid myself over to my coffee table to grab my blue light glasses. <laughs> so, so Hen's suspicion was only strengthened by Daphne being like, hey, I'm changing my major. Look at this drawing I did. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, Daphne shows Hen a drawing that is, like, apparently super close to Hen's own style of drawing. Yeah. And that's when Hen's like, oh, this bitch is trying some shit. Trying to kill me. This this ain't this ain't right. She wants to steal my so, life. <laughs> yeah, she wants to steal my life. So she ends up going to the her academic advisor, and then she eventually goes to the police and telling them that she feels like her life is in danger from Daphne. And <laughs> so after she does that, I want to say it's like I want to say it's the same night. Yeah, she throws a stone, like just a rock, through Daphne's window, and then she proceeds to attack her. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, the attack really only stops because Hen cuts herself on a piece of the uh, piece of the glass Mm -hmm. and she ends up getting sent to the hospital uh where she spends 10 days and this is when she first got her diagnosis and also daphne placed a restraining order on her yep or protective order not surprised (laughs) yeah fair enough so hen's dad is a lawyer and he goes to talk to daphne's family and daphne's family like no, we're definitely going to keep this yeah. restraining order. You, your daughter tried to like fight my daughter. Uh, also, dropping the charges, and, da- and Daphne's like, no. No, definitely not. So Hen ends up like, accepting a plea deal uh, where she has to continue her psychiatric, tre- psychiatric treatment, but also she has to do some community service. That seems to go by smoothly because a year after all that happened, uh, Hen goes to the State University of New York, uh, and this is where she learned about uh, engraving and then that's where she you know found her passion mm-hmm. so after that we switch back to the present where lloyd is reminding him of the events that happened in college the events that we just read about and but Hen is like no this time is definitely different definitely something is going on yes. with matthew and lloyd is like it's very it's very co- it would be a huge coincidence for yeah the dude we just moved in next door to after leaving to for him to be for our next door neighbor to be related to this murder that also sent you into a manic obsessive spiral so guess what 
Hin goes in. Yeah. She, like, goes on this journey where she, like, obsessively researches everything about the Dustin Miller case. Like, she's, like, looking at unsolved cases, like, around the area, just trying to find anything that could relate back to Dustin Miller's death. Mm-hmm. She's, like, so heavy into it. She, like, stops going to, to work. Uh, she she works part time at an art supply store. She stops going to work. She stops leaving the house, and then one day she just wakes up without like with zero willpower to do anything, even like creating art at that point. And one day Lloyd finds her in bed, and he's trying to talk to her, but she's like continuously crying because she's just an emotional wreck at this point. And I don't I don't think I mentioned it before, but Lloyd and Hen have this thing they do with each other where they're like. I want you to do me a favor. And so Lloyd tells her that if she ever feels suicidal, that she has to let him know because mm-hmm. he, he can't like, he can't deal with that. So uh, two months after that, uh, Hen is like at her like breaking point. She like, she actually got in a car and was dri- going to drive herself down to the lake and commit suicide. But she stopped. And then when Lloyd got home, she was like, I need to go to a hospital. Yeah. Good for her. You know, she knew that she, yeah, she could tell I'm, that like she was spiraling and she said, I need help. Yes. Good for her. I'm glad. It's not, you can always ask for help. Yes. It's not too late. So as we find out, Hin, she, she spends like the next month in a psych, psychiatric ward and then also in an uh, outpatient care, you know, where she is put on a whole different string of med- medications. Um, and eventually, you know, Hen's able to find some semblance of normalcy, but coming like out of that, she was dead set that Matthew was the person that murdered Dustin Miller. Mm -hmm. She knows for a fact in her mind that he is the one that did it. Just to clarify, going into the psych, like that, all this stuff is, is, is post Dustin Miller the first time. And now she's like, I know that I went through all this, but this is the real deal. Matthew's a killer. This is the real deal. This is not for sh- uh, shits and giggles. This is the real deal. Yes. And all of that starts to click when Hen remembers a detail of the case that Dustin Miller got accused of sexual assault during the Junior Olympic Fencing Championship. And Matthew may have been one of his teachers. At that time. And he may have murdered him at that time. And he may have murdered him. Out of revenge for, you know, Dustin being a scumbag. Yes. And as as Hen is thinking all that, she's also like, I got to figure out a way to get back in that house. Yep. To make sure that I'm really seeing what I'm seeing. So then we cut back to Matthew's perspective. Mira and Matthew are chilling in his office. Mira's looking for something new to read because she's going on a flight. I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't think they say what she does, uh, but she, she goes out of town a lot. She works booths at trade shows. Yeah. So she she's always in and out of town. I don't know exactly what her business is, but it'll be like I don't know what trade shows are for when they're like for like professional oh, reasons. I think she she like she like sells soft like software, I think. Yeah, I something remember. like that. Where like she's not like yeah. selling like tchotchkes. she's selling like a product. Like well yeah, tchotchkes yeah. are a product. <laughs> she's selling something like non tangible. Yeah. But while they're in while they're in Matthew's office, Mira notices that the trophy is gone and it has been replaced by a uh, Rosetta Stone. Yeah. So later that night, 
while they're in bed, they're discussing him and Lloyd. <laughs> and Math Matthew just straight up is like, Yeah, I didn't really feel a spark between us and uh him and Lloyd. He's like, not impressed. Yeah. He's like, I don't wanna I don't know that there are people that are like because cause Mira is like, I wish we had more friends. And he's like, yeah. Okay, cool, but not those two. Didn't feel it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, No, I'm good on them. Yeah. We don't need to do that. But after after Mira fall, falls asleep, Matthew so Matthew has a hard time falling asleep. The way that he does fall asleep is he begins to reminisce about when he murdered Dustin Miller. Touching his dick. <laughs> it turns out that it, you know, Dustin did sexually assault Courtney. And because of that, Matthew stalked Dustin Miller. This is after Dustin had graduated college and everything. Like he's high school, college. I don't know. He, he killed him after he graduated college. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he stalks Dustin and eventually he breaks into his house and he ties him up on the chair. <laughs> and then he, he he takes off his mask so he could see his face and he's like, this is for Courtney. Mm-hmm. And then he wraps the bag around his head and he kills Dustin. Yeah, just Dustin was, was very drunk. So drunk that he didn't even realize until like most of the way through that he was being tied up. Um, he While Matthew's thinking about this, Somehow, thinking back to that almost magical night, uh, he started to relax. He spun onto his stomach and slid a hand down between his legs. It was how he liked to fall asleep. <laughs> it was how he'd been falling asleep for as many years as he could remember, holding onto himself the way a climber might hold onto an outcropping of rock. <laughs> so pretentious, dude. You like to fall asleep holding your dick. Everyone does. <laughs> I also highlight that. Everyone likes to fall asleep holding their own crotch. It's warm Sometimes down there. Sometimes it's just it's it's comforting, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, I I put can can we really think Matthew's a bad person for killing Dustin? No. Can we really think that? He's he's a he's a bit of a Dexter. He's he's like I have a compass. Yeah. I only kill people who are who wrong other people. Wrong women specifically. Wrong women, yeah. Who wrong women? Yes. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later. I don't a hundred percent agree with all of his. Uh, methods because because he killed someone else a man named oh a man named bob who was cheating on his wife not i think cheating is bad not really a murderable offense not not murder worthy yeah like okay dustin sexually assaulted someone sure take out the trash but like put him in the ground cheating on his wife yeah he's a scumbag but like it's not that it's not a death penalty offense correct i can agree with that so the next the next morning hen goes to the 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 dolomores yeah (laughs) she goes to their house uh wanting to get well under the guise of wanting to get uh decorating ideas but she really she she really just wants to confirm her her suspicions honestly she was prepared to break in she was hoping that she was. She was hoping Mira wasn't even home, so she could just break in. <laughs> it turns out Mira's home, so she doesn't have to break in. Wild. Mira's also happy to give her a tour. Wild, the person who lives there is home. Yeah, Early in the you, morning. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Never home. Uh, Mira. I don't even know where this is. This <laughs> is a <home>. background. <laughs> this is green screen. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So Mira's happy to give her another tour, and she does. They end up reaching Mira's craft room, and she lets 
him know that you know there was supposed to be a nursery mm. uh but her and matthew gave up after three years of not be getting pregnant so just call it quits um hen tells mira that she and lloyd also decided to give up on having children and hen says it's due to not not wanting to pass down her brain she she tell she's she's very open about all of her stuff she uh she even tells mira that you know she suffers from depression mira tells her that her grandfather committed suicide when she was 14 yeah and they kind of you know bond over that maybe not bond but <laughs> you know yeah i thought that was weird Hen made it sound like people like regularly when she's like, oh, yeah, I have depression. People always seem to have a story of their own. And I'm like, I've never experienced that. Maybe it's because I only hang out with the same people. And like, I already know that all my friends have some sent like either depression or anxiety or both or, or other kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've ever had like talk to someone about my depression and be like, oh, yeah, my grandpa killed himself. He was depressed. And just like, thanks for trauma dumping on thanks me. For- <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for taking it there, I guess. Yeah. That's not I mean yes, Hen has had suicidal ideation in the past, but like you don't know that. Maybe that's not not everybody who's depressed is like necessarily suicidal. That's not really one of yeah. the things that I experience with my depression. It's mostly just inability to want to do anything. Same. Big same. So yeah, don't don't just like suicidal ideation trauma dump on people yeah it's kind of fucked up moving on (laughs) moving on they uh they eventually get downstairs and they're like walking past matthew's office and hen's like oh you you mind if i you know what they're not gonna show me matthew's office and she's like well that's really just matthew's shit so not i mean we don't have to and she's like oh no i'm I'm looking for a desk i want to go yeah i like his desk uh, measure that desk and they go in there, and she's like, uh, he notices that the trophy's gone, which instantly confirms <laughs> that Matthew killed Dustin. Yeah. But it also confirms that Matthew knows that she knows <laughs> that yeah. he killed Dustin. And now the game of cat and mouse can begin. Yes. <sighs> can I talk about how much this right, bothered me? So- <laughs> Are you gonna, I don't know if this is the thing you're going to talk about. You sighed like it was. <laughs> Uh, when we go back to Matthew, Mira's on her trip. He made himself a pork chop for dinner the way he liked it, a little salt and pepper, then cooked in the cast iron pan with butter. Sounds delicious. Boiled potatoes on the side, steamed broccoli. Wow, that is a meal. Like, I'm fun. Mm, I didn't even, I just noticed this. This was not even what I had stopped to talk about. I put a <laughs> heaping spoonful of applesauce on top of the pork chop. That what? wasn't what you were going to talk about? No, 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 no. What I was going to talk about was he ate the meal with a glass of milk. Oh. You're a grown man, Matthew. He's trying to get them stronger bones so he can murder more people. I hate water, you know? right? I'm not a good water yeah. drinker. I, I don't. Yeah. I would rather drink water than ever eat a savory adult meal. With a fucking glass of milk. <laughs> what the fuck? Savory adult milk. If the book could start here, I wouldn't even need to, like, I could just, I, the book could, like, only have Matthew's perspective in this, like, it could just be all him. All him spiraling. All only I needed that. was knowing that he drank a glass of milk with a fucking pork chop, potatoes, and broccoli, and I'd be like, oh, he did that shit. 
Something is not right with that man. <laughs> Something ain't right with that boy. Something's wrong. <laughs> no, he's a psychopath for realties. <laughs> for, for real. That's what you do to a child. Where you're like, oh, you gotta drink your milk. Drink your milk with your hey. breakfast like a normal person, Matthew. <laughs> hey, back in the day, people drank milk with their with their dinner. Back in the day, they didn't have uh, they didn't have vitamins. Okay, they needed to get it when they could get it. <laughs> Maybe they only had the cow. Also, what the fuck is up with the applesauce? Like I'm I don't fine know. with like I an apple like if like an apple topping, an apple compote, but just yeah, like just a scoop of applesauce. Is it in a, is it in a giant straight jar of Mott's. applesauce? Yeah, straight up Mott's applesauce. <laughs> right that, on like, there. No, something's off with that because it's like you didn't you didn't add any of the flavors from the pork chop or the potatoes or the broccoli to your apple whatever to like marry no. the flavor. Just applesauce. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? <laughs> Why don't you put a fucking scoop of pudding on top of your goddamn you adjusted in You adjusted in your seat so confrontationally. <laughs> like, like you had time. You're like, this motherfucker. I'm going to stop talking because I want this to be the fucking clip for the week. Because this is, that is out of pocket. Grown ass man. Applesauce and a glass of completely out of pocket. No, let's go. Move on. So just so you know, Matthew's a psychopath. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're just tuning in, the man is Matthew crazy. Matthew is an actual psychopath. The man is crazy. <laughs> this, okay, so moving on from that, <laughs> this this is where we're first introduced to Matthew's brother Richard, who is a complete creepazoid yeah disgusting honestly bothers me a little bit less than the milk <laughs> bothers you a little less. <laughs> look i've seen i'm a woman okay i'm a woman i got tits yeah even if i didn't have tits i have seen like richard is not special he's a creepy creepazoid of a man creepy man correct matthew and that milk Psychopath. something else <laughs> Something fucking else. <laughs> completely, completely different breed. <laughs> so they end up having drinks, and you know, this is when Richard makes some uh, unbecoming and lewd remarks about some of Matthew's students, and they end up uh, talking about their childhood, which we learn wasn't great. Their father was also a piece of shit, garbage human being. Uh, basically a sociopath. Yeah. Matthew said that his his father broke their mother down until she was vaguely human. Yeah. Very abusive to their mother. What a fucking trash person. Richard ends up bringing up Hen, also talking about her the way that he talked about the students because he's a trash person. Mm-hmm. Richard ends up leaving. The next day when Matthew is teaching, <sighs> Matthew's teaching a small, uh, like, small setting group about one of his female students because... But Matthew, he feels bad about it yeah. afterwards. Yeah, it's basically that a student like crosses her legs and he's able to see upper skirt, which is something that like Richard talked about seeing with Hen when Hen was sitting on her porch, and he immediately is like, "That's gross. She's a child." Yeah, like, you know. In in general, he's a very much like he's like I see my students as children, even when I worked with high schoolers, also saw like they're they're children, they're, they're babies. Yep, they babies. Richard's a garbage person. 
so before he leaves for the day, he ends up running into Michelle again. Uh, and apparently her lesson went great, you know, after <laughs> after she taught them what the Constitution was. Everything went uh, went fine with it. Yeah. She runs into him at his car while he's thinking about what to go. He's going to go to the store and make dinner. He's going to drive over to the fish market, market, buy a nice piece of center cut cod. <laughs> hey, great mm. idea. Cod's some good fish. Then he'd go to the grocery store. Good job. And pick up Ritz crackers for the topping. <laughs> he, he likes a crunchy topping. Can't think of anything more gross than eating fish with Ritz crackers and likely a glass of milk on the side. Yeah. Who <laughs> drinks? Who eats fish and drinks milk? <laughs> Matthew, pro- it doesn't say that he does. I bet he does. <laughs> a nice cod cod steak with a Ritz cracker topping and a, and a cold, cold 18-ounce glass of milk. 18 ounces is so big! <laughs> this, is eight, this is 20 ounces. Like, 18 ounces is like three. Oh my god. That's a lot of goddamn milk. <laughs> Horrific. He likes he likes his milk. <laughs> he likes. It it was at that point that I knew that I was like there is cause there's no coming back for him. There's there's no coming back. Like, you know, in the kind worth killing, it's like can kind of go either way with like who who I was rooting for, you know? Yeah. Not Matthew. Not Ma- <laughs> not Matthew. I hope like I want like want him to be arrested, want him to go to trial. I want to be convicted, and then the impact statements. I want his wife to go up there and say, also, he regularly like ate dinner with a glass of milk, and that was like severely traumatizing to me. <laughs> that was severely traumatizing to me. <sighs> it made me scared every day. <laughs> uh, Michelle tells Matthew that her boyfriend changed his password because some kids in a coffee shop were eyeing him while he was putting in the uh his passcode and matthew's like sick confirm my suspicion he's definitely cheating i'm gonna kill this guy she's not even like believably <laughs> it's just it's so immediate yeah it's just so immediate like first there's a constitution thing and then it's also like if my husband ever came home and was like oh yeah i changed my password because i had some kids in it like coffee shop I was like just random kid like you don't kids you're never gonna see again yeah, I, kids are never. Are they like kids you work with? Kids that like. <laughs> are they bullying you? Did they talk about like? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna like. That? We're gonna mug him afterwards. I. <laughs> why do you man. care about these? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna rob that man, and now we have his password. But like, Michelle, honey, <laughs> love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby. It's not even you a better. believable lie. <laughs> yeah, not even like not even a good lie. Uh so then we cut back to Hen. Uh Hen is once again debating on if she should uh call the police and tell them about Matthew, uh, which she doesn't. And she and Lloyd end up going to dinner at this local bar called the Owlhead. Mm-hmm. Uh and over dinner, Hen is like, Hey Lloyd, let me tell you let me let me tell you I got these suspicions. Yep. Right? And <laughs> Lloyd listens to it and he's like Okay, I'm I, I, I'm worried about you more right now mm-hmm. than the fact that our neighbor 
might be a murderer. Yes. Uh, and him, we 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 get a look at what Hin thinks of how Lloyd used to treat her, like when they were first mm-hmm. dating and everything, uh, versus now how he treats her, and like now he's more of like coddling. I don't know if she says it, but it's kind of like he he like handle. He, I I think in the book it says he handles her with baby gloves or something like that. Yeah. And Lloyd's like, well, look, if you think if if you think all that's happening, you should just call in anonymously to the police station, tip them off, and then just leave it alone and see what happens. So Hen's like, all right, I'll have my people get in touch with your people. Yeah. Also, briefly touches on their backstory together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where basically they met, where I think they like lived together for a bit with a bunch of other roommates. A lot of vegan hate for no reason. Um, house filled with patchouli <laughs> and body odor. Yeah. And every item in their animal-free fridge was labeled with a note of ownership. That's not a weird thing. That's a... It's very common if you're rooming with people you don't know to label things yeah. so they don't eat your food. Don't touch my shit, bro. And they bonded over smoking cigarettes and buying food together. I don't know why their roommates needed to be like militant asshole vegans like just like a you know you don't like don't like weaponize like quote unquote alternative lifestyles to be like just so you know they yeah. were those kind of people and it's just like they, they were those kind of people it doesn't do even that. like say that they their roommates did anything they were just vegan and it was four versus two and so they said that the fridge was animal free which maybe is like a a thing but like who was there first, you know? Like It's also true. Also, they both were in relationships when they moved in together and they cheated with each other. This is why I thought yeah. the book was written by uh Euripides. Oh, uh, Alex. <laughs> that is a Euripides. <laughs> 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 Alex Michaelides because Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's like mentally ill woman and then there's like a, a cheating element where they're just like, oh, they just couldn't keep keep away from each other. <laughs> they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah, I get that. Although I get that. She slept with uh there's her second time sleeping with Lloyd. First time she ever had an orgasm just from intercourse. Lloyd's putting it work, apparently. <laughs> and Lloyd struggled to break up with his girlfriend who was in the Peace Corps. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So Matthew goes <laughs> Matthew goes on a fact finding mission uh about Scott where he just he goes to the Owlhead where Matthew I mean where Scott is gonna be playing in his band called the Sea Beams. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> some some facts. His band's garbage when they're playing original songs. <laughs> but they're a pretty decent cover band. And uh, Matthew notices that there is a, a blonde lady there uh, that he thinks is a groupie and turn, turns out to be accurate. Uh, but the waitress that's serving Matthew all night turns out to actually be the woman that Scott is potentially cheating with because mm-hmm. he sees them after everyone has left. He sees them get in a car together and drive off. Yeah. And then we cut 
to Hen's perspective. And guess what? Hen followed Matthew. Yeah, he's watching. She's, she's watching Matthew watch. Scott doesn't really know who he's watching for, but she's like, "Ooh, he hunting." Ooh, he he out here hunting. So Hen couldn't sleep that night, and she saw when Matthew got home because he he walked to the owl head because it's not that far from their house. So she saw when he got home and took his car and left again. And so she was like, "That's strange. Definitely gonna follow him because I'm pretty sure he murdered someone." Yeah. Uh, and so this episode is she follows him. Three hours, by the way. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, so she follows him, and she's watching him watch Scott, and then Scott and the waitress pull out, and Matthew pulls out and follows him. So Hen is following Matthew, and they end up like in like this park, but it also said like farmland, where Scott and the waitress pull into an empty parking lot, and they start you know fooling around in the car, and Hen is distracted by that, and she almost sideswipes Matthew's car. But she hurry up and, like, pulls in a driveway to seem, like, less suspicious. Yeah. (laughs) But she gets out and there's just a random possum there. And it's like, she's like, all right, I got to go. He's like, I got (laughs) to. It's not where I I got to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So she's just like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. And when she's leaving, she waits until she passes Matthew's car. And then she cuts on her headlights. (laughs) You can just see Matthew peering into scott's car like a fucking creepo (laughs) like watching like watching scott scott and this waitress get it on and once again hen's like should i call the police because now i've witnessed him like hunting a person yeah like stalking a person uh she doesn't do it yet obviously and then uh when she does finally get home Lloyd's standing outside on the porch like waiting for her because she left in the middle of the night and he woke up and is like what the fuck like what are you doing left in the middle of the night with a pot of water on the stove boiling yeah she left the kettle on the stove (laughs) and it's like what the fuck and Lloyd's like were you out like doing something like is this neighbor related and she's like no it's just a nice night to look at the stars drive fine <clears throat> just we just went for a drive um so like i said matthew saw scott and the waitress having sex in the car uh and he gets spooked by hen's headlights and so he's like ah, might as well I, I gotta go home i've confirmed what i need to confirm matthew and mira they talk the next morning and he says he can't wait for her to come back home and you he, he actually is genuinely he genuinely loves Mira and he yeah. genuinely wants her to come home. He's genuinely excited. Yeah. But at work, Michelle's like, "Hey, did you see the band?" And he was like, "Yeah, I went there for dinner, but you know, I didn't pay too much attention to the band. I was <laughs> fucking eating." But he's like, "No, they're all right. They're not great. Yeah, but they're all right." She was like, "She's like, oh yeah, they they weren't bad." And she's like, "They're good, right?" And he was like, "It's not what I said." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Don't don't put words in my mouth." Yeah. All right, let's. Um, she got it though. She was like, "Ha, yeah, yeah. No, they, they suck." <laughs> <laughs> I know they're terrible. <laughs> uh, we find out that Michelle's father—he's uh, suffering from some type of cancer—and um, that he only Matthew only asked Michelle how her father was, so he could find out where when she was going to be gone, so he could plan his his murder of Scott. Yes. 
Yeah, this is one of those things where I'm like, uh, Scott's an asshole. He's not nice to Michelle, but like, he's just a douchebag and a cheater. He's not. Yeah, he's not like like physically abusing her. Yeah, or like emotionally abusing. Like he doesn't uh, he doesn't seem abusive at all. Yeah, he's just a dick. Yeah, he kind of just yeah he's kind of just an asshole. <laughs> like that, like that's his only thing. Yeah. Guess what? Hen finally ends up calling the police after she like searches looking for like anything to do with like a murder that happened in the area last night or anything like that. And she's like, "I'm gonna call the police." Because hopefully I can end up preventing a murder that's going to happen, at least. And she ends up getting in touch with the uh, the lead detective of the Dustin Miller case. His name is Iggy Martinez. Uh, and she tells, she tells Iggy everything that she saw and all the connections that she made. She tells him everything except for following Matthew last night mm-hmm. and seeing him like look into the car or whatever. Uh, and she, she acts... Iggy to remain anonymous even though she gives him his her full name and where she lives he's a cop it's fine allegedly well I think she's like if you're gonna follow up on it like let's keep me anonymous for as long as possible like once he goes to trial it's fine if you're like oh we got this tip and like bring her but like she's like don't go to my neighbor's house and be like hey Hen next door thinks (laughs) that you so Henrietta next door yes Henrietta Mazur next door (laughs) by the way she called me He, he like knocks on (laughs) <laughs> he like knocks on Hen's door first so that she comes runs outside. outside and runs across <laughs> so that yeah, she can he run, runs all the way across <laughs> just fucking completely sets her up <laughs> like hey 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 dude do you know her he's like oh yeah and she's like cool she called the she called me on you she said that you're suspicious <laughs> she called me to tell me you're a murderer yes <laughs> so after all that goes down uh detective martinez is like all right it's worth looking into i'll come and you know question him see what he uh see what he knows when matthew gets home <laughs> from his job teaching he is uh immediately approached by detective martinez who ends up questioning about the dustin miller case uh obviously matthew knows who dustin miller is but He's playing pretend like, oh, man, I don't really remember, you know, I don't re- I don't remember Dustin Miller. He was one of those kids where he wasn't re- memorable. You know, you remember the good ones, you remember the bad ones, but the, the ones in the middle, ah, you, you, those ones, they just slip your mind. Detective Martinez brings up the sexual assault charge and he asks Matthew his opinion on that. And Matthew kind of plays the fence because he doesn't want to be like, condemn Dustin Miller or, nah, it was fine. This comes up later, but it is weird. Like, it kind of comes up later, and I feel like, I think Hen mm-hmm. says it later, that it's weird that he kind of acts like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Matthew. Anyway, someone brings up that it is weird that in this moment, like, the detective's, like, asking about Dustin Miller, and he's like, oh, you know, he was, like, kind of a middle-of-the-road student, like, wasn't, like, particularly awesome or bad. He's just, like, kind of unmemorable, yeah. which is fair. Like, many students are just unmemorable, but, like, a student, even if they're not your student, a student being accused of sexual assault is mm-hmm. a bit, especially because I'm pretty sure Sussex Hall is a very small school. Like, that's not a middle of the road. Yeah, that's, it's a big deal. Like that's, that's not middle of the road. That is like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, I don't, like, you know, he wasn't notable in my class, but, like, I remember the, the sexual assault allegation. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is odd that he doesn't, like, 
bring it up. He's like, oh, it does ring a bell. And it's just like, yeah. one of your students claimed she was sexually assaulted by another one of your students. Like, that's not, yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if he talks about. Okay. So he, he huh. also says that, like, this the girl, the female student was not memorable either. He was like, she took one of my classes. She was okay. But. Yeah. But he think he thinks to himself that she was she was memorable, right? Because she she was like mm-hmm. this type of student that would stay after class and like ask questions and actually yeah. had a passion for like learning and stuff. Very bright. Yeah, she was very bright. You know, they shake hands or whatever, and Matthew's like, "This is like hidden." She definitely called the police about the trophy. Yeah, and but the the detective doesn't ask about it for smartly because I mean that would tip off. Yeah, I feel like Detective Martinez played it very well Mm -hmm. i also forgot about this so after hen makes the uh, phone call to the police she's like super restless and she can't like do anything so she ends up getting her sketchbook and then she sees the sketch that she did last night of the giant cat and the lady sitting on the window seal i totally forgot to mention that the night before she couldn't sleep or no she she saw she saw something she Mm -hmm. vinegar was sitting on the the uh, window seal, and that prompted her to like, oh man, this would be a good sketch. So she sketched out a picture of a giant cat sitting in a bed with a a lady, yeah, laying on the window sill. So she she sees that that she sketched that last night, and she got super inspired, and she was like, I need to go to my studio, and I need to make some prints right now. Yeah. So she 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 changes. She goes to her studio. Uh, she starts working. And she ends up getting greeted by another artist uh, named Derek. And she shows him some of uh, her work. And she shows him some of the stuff that's going to be in her open studio. And he sees the, the, the cat sketch. And he seems to really like it. And after a while, he leaves. Uh, so Hen is in the studios, the studios alone again. Uh, and while, while she's there, she's like on a roll. She's like on a creative roll. She gets both of her sketches for her book illustrations done. Mm-hmm. And she, she just leaves the studio after she finishes up. She, she has a really productive day. Yeah. It's like a fucking great ass day. Yeah. It's a great day. <laughs> so while all that's going on, Matthew <clears throat> researches him. Cause he's like, all right. So she called the police on me. I should probably, you know, find out some more about her. Uh, so he's researching her. He comes across her art, and he's actually intrigued by it. But he also comes across the article talking about the incident in college, and he he's like, yeah, she might have been on to something, because he's like, I can see the dead look in Daphne's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she, she might have she might have been on to something with that one. That's offensive. Some people just have dead eyes. Like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's also true yeah so a- after his little research session later that day matthew gets called from richard because richard wants to uh meet up and show him this new girl that he's been talking to and matthew's like no thanks bro uh i will pass on that <laughs> because he asks matthew's like are you are you are you okay because you know you just seem a little off because even though richard is like a gross like yeah existence of a person he's still matthew's brother and he still cares about him that night mira makes it home from her trip to charlotte i think she went to 
So I don't know. Do they? It says that he he like he rolls over. I, I think they have sex. Yeah, they do. And then they and then uh, they end up making plans to go to a hotel during Columbus Day weekend, so that Matthew yeah. can you know set it, it. I put it sure looks like Matthew setting up an alibi. I don't know. So like the time. Uh, okay, I know I've been like switching back and forth, but I think the timeline is like. These things are some of these things are happening in it happening in conjunction with the yeah. other. Or sometimes it'll like, I mean, I think it's like just a consistency of going back and forth. Yeah, but that means that sometimes like there, I think there was like a couple of times when like it would be Hen's perspective, but it would clearly be like before Matthew's perspective even started. Yeah, which would feel weird, but I I understand if you're if you wanted to be consistent and like not have like. Heavily like hen chapters or heavy like Matthew mm-hmm. chapters, but yes. So Detective Martinez ends up calling hen back mm-hmm. and uh, tells her that you know Matthew is a person of interest, but other than that, we can't really do anything. And then hen finally tells Detective Martinez about the night she followed Matthew in the other car. And then Detective Martinez is just like, okay, thanks for telling us that. You should let the police take care of this mm-hmm. because that is not safe. You should not be following him around if you think he's a murderer. Do you think Detective Martinez was also put off? I don't know if this was Matthew or Hen who thought about this, but do you think Detective Martinez yeah. was also like, it's weird that you didn't remember a student at a very small school being accused of sexual assault of another student at that very small school? I feel I feel like Detective Martinez was weird about it yeah well i just or i I also don't know if he's if he's like kind of just placating him by saying that he's a person of interest because i feel like if he wasn't a person of interest he wouldn't have said that because like obviously she's obsessed with about this yeah yeah yeah, so clearly there must be some truth to that or he's not a good detective as i thought because if you think she's being (laughs) obsessive and there's nothing to it you wouldn't say yeah you wouldn't uh Tell her that. What's the, yeah. Yes. I, I couldn't think of the word, yeah. but it wasn't that. I couldn't think of the word though. Uh but yeah, I don't So I don't when know. she took that I don't know. So maybe maybe Detective Martinez was sketchy of him when he was like, uh, I don't really remember either of them. about all that. Yeah. Someone was sketchy of Matthew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so when Hen took that call, she like went upstairs and like shut herself in a room so she could take the call without Lloyd knowing. Yeah. Uh, and she tells Lloyd it was her agent that was offering her more uh, illustrations. And then Lloyd asks if she thought about the uh, bonfire uh, on during Columbus Day weekend and if she was still wanted to go. And Hen is like, no, not really feeling it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh because apparently she doesn't particularly like I'm not she doesn't I'm not going to say she doesn't like she doesn't particularly like hanging with Rob but she doesn't like hanging out with Rob this much yeah. <laughs> that much uh but she says she does miss his girlfriend Joanna because they they split up at some point and Joanna now lives on her own and Rob lives on his own and yeah. she does miss Joanna uh and after after Lloyd and Hen have dinner, uh, Lloyd's watching the Red, Red Sox game, and Hen is doing some research. 
and she figures out who Scott is and she figures out where the sea beams are going to be playing their next gig. And she, she wonders if she could possibly warn Scott about Matthew so that like Matthew won't be able to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Columbus day weekend. It's the beginning of Columbus day weekend. Yay. And Matthew and Mira are in a hotel bar and Matthew is, Obviously, trying to get Mira drunk. Uh, which he successfully does, and Mira passes out in yeah. her the hotel room. And when Mira falls asleep, he leaves and drives to the bar that the Sea Beams are playing at. I don't remember the name of the bar. Oh, the Rusty Scupper. That's what it's called. Yeah. So Matthew drives there, and he makes his way. Uh, to there and he sees Scott's car and he in, he pops the tire he stabs the tire with a knife and pops it and he just sits on a bench and waits for Scott to to finish up with the uh, the show mm-hmm. uh, so eventually the, the band picks up they leave and he's waiting there for like 30 minutes before Scott comes out like the band's already gone and then Scott takes forever to come out and he comes out with the waitress from the owl hit the same one that he was Fucking before. Going to town. Yeah. Going to town in the car. Uh, They pull out and they start to leave. And then Scott's like, fuck, my tire is flat. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he's, he's like attempting to change it. And then the waitress gets out and she looks like she's cold. So she walks back into the, uh, the, the, the building or the bar. And Matthew's like, let's go. This is the opportunity I was waiting for. And so Scott's alone now. He's bent down. He's changing the tire. Matthew walks up behind him, silent like a cat. And he raises the baton that he has. And he brings it down. Cracks Scott on the top of the head. Yep. Scott falls over. Matthew stands over him. Cracks him again on top of the head. And this time when he hits him, he hears an audible crack. Gross. And after he like looks at Scott and makes sure that he's down for the count, he stands up, he looks over, and he sees a woman in the parking lot about 20 feet away just staring at him. Yep. And they end up making eye contact. It's him. Can you tell me who that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns wow. out to be him. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> who would have guessed? Not me. <laughs> Turns out to be him. And she knows immediately it's Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> She tries to she tries to like yell out after him before he runs off, but she can't she just because a she just saw a man be murdered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair. <laughs> not judging you at all. <laughs> yeah, not judging you at all. Who among uh, us has been able to yell after watching a murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, <clears throat> how many murders have you witnessed? By it? <laughs> uh, what happened next in the book? Uh, so then Ann describes being uh, in the bar. This is So before she witnesses Matthew murder Scott, she's in the bar and she's listening to uh, the Sea Beams play and she's having a great time and she ends up meeting a few ladies and they're dancing and having a great time at the bar. And then... What's better <laughs> than drunk than a group closed, of drunk women just making friends? Nothing. That's Isn't it great? Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. You just get a few drinks uh, in, and you're just like, we're friends now. And it's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So after after the bar closes, and it's like final call, and everyone's leaving, 
Hen heads to her car and she sits in there for a second. And then she, she sees Scott's car has a flat tire and he gets out to change it. And then she sees a dark figure run up behind him, crack him over the fucking head. And then that's when she makes eye contact with Matthew and he runs off. And then, you know, Hen runs over to Scott and she like flips him over and, and then eventually he does pass away. Uh, this Hen already called 911 and, you know, the waitress that Scott was with runs out and it's just a, just a bad time for everyone. Yeah, it's not fun. So it's not fun at all. Guess what? Matthew just voluntarily goes to the police station because <laughs> they didn't call the police, obviously. Also, and he goes to the... what? Yeah, Matt Scott Scott not knowing where he is, and the girls like you know. There's another girl who's outside. With... Oh, I think I think it's the waitress. Hen doesn't. It's know the this. waitress, I think. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's like you know where am I? And they're like we're in Mass, like you know, Massachusetts. Scott, where do you live? And he says, I wish it was Maine, uh, which is where Michelle Bryan is visiting her dad. I thought that was sad that he hadn't wanted to go Heart. with her. That, that actually made me sad because, like, despite the fact that he's a bit of a shit, like, he didn't yeah. do anything worth dying over. And just the idea of someone dying and like she says it like she can see him die like immediately after he says that just the idea yeah. of someone dying and knowing like if i had just decided to do this one thing things would be different like that yeah. that's that always kind of like gets me of just like <laughs> butterfly effect fun. like one and not even like butterfly effect like one tangible choice that you made and you wouldn't have a cracked skull yeah this night this would have been bad but <laughs> yeah he, he would have found him again but, but this yeah, night that, that made me very sad justice for scott <laughs> justice for scott matthew so matthew goes to the police station for questioning and he, he ultimately gets arrested because he tries to leave and they're like no get back in there yeah uh his lawyer also arrives like an hour or two hours late because Apparently, Mira called him, like, an hour late. Well, he didn't... We find out later, but, like, he had told Mira, he's like, I don't think I need a lawyer, but she called anyway. Yeah. Uh, And so... And it's also, like, middle of the night. Well, no, I don't think it's middle of the night. I think this is the... Uh, this might be the next day. Oh, right? okay, fair enough. Yeah, because he gets... They take him into questioning when they when he gets to the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he gets home. Because they were out of town. Yeah. Yeah. But Matthew's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, why they're questioning me. It's about some guy that I'm, like, not familiar with, maybe. He got murdered. I don't know what's going on. But he's like, you know, I think this might have to do with my neighbor because I Googled her and I read an article about her when she was in college. And uh, she likes to accuse people of being murderers. Yeah. And his lawyer's like, sick. I need you to tell the police everything you just told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is, what is his name? Sanjeev. Sanjeev. Sanjeev's like, opening chat. Great. He's <laughs> part of my fucking day. Excellent. So after after the police question Matthew, uh, he and Mira head home. And Mira, I mean, Matthew explains that he thinks Han had something to do with it. And then 
this is when Matthew tells Mira about Hen's past, and uh, Mira reveals that she let Hen take another house of the uh, tour of the house, <laughs> house of the tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ultimately, Mira's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call the police tomorrow, so we can try and get something drawn up because she's out here." harassing yeah. us I, I i thought this was adorable uh mira calls matthew bear <laughs> yeah i thought that was adorable and they fall asleep cuddling ensuring assuring ev- each other that everything will be fine and then we get mira's perspective <laughs> and uh mira the, yeah this is when we find out that when they got home matthew got taken in for questioning and he was like no nah, i don't think you need to call a lawyer but mira ends up calling him anyway and also in this, we see that Mira is constantly having these thoughts that um, Matthew definitely got me drunk, like for a reason. Because mm-hmm. he knows, like they've been married for a while. He knows that she's like a two, a two drink kind of lady. Yeah. And he, I think he had her drink at least like three or four drinks. Yeah. I think she, I think she like, yeah, like got into a bottle of like wine and then she had an additional like cocktail on top of that Mm -hmm. we also learned that matthew i'm putting uh, air quotes saved mira from a guy named jay saravan Mm -hmm. which was one of his victims that's the guy that the sunglasses belong to and mira also she she questions matthew about the trophy and she's like hey what what happened to that trophy you know it's kind of weird that it's just gone and he's like "Ah, i got rid of it because you know and she somehow made a connection between the trophy and Dustin Miller and myself. It, it it's crazy. <laughs> and I, re- <laughs> this is this is the note that I read you last night. <laughs> it's just we cut back to Hen's perspective, and Hen is fucking furious that Matthew got released. <laughs> yeah. And the the detective that is interviewing Hen, she starts asking her questions about you know the college incident or whatever, and so this fucking detective just starts low-key gaslighting him just like everyone else is doing okay how did why did what why did mira not realize that those were jay's sunglasses i think there's a little bit of like in this in, in mira's chapter a little bit of mira being like i don't think my husband's a murderer but also he did get me drunk there definitely was someone who was murdered. Yeah. And he has done some suspicious things before. Even more suspicious than we than we realize at this point. I don't cuz I don't think he's like out here wearing the sunglasses. I think cuz he had Bob Shirley's lighter in like his office drawer. So it's not like so maybe he just has like the sunglasses in a drawer somewhere maybe. Yeah, I I I want to know where the where the sunglasses were stored because but I mean, also like, so say, so okay, say like, if Manny had a pair of like Ray Bans that he all like, like that he wore, right? And someone mm-hmm. murdered Manny, and then they also had a pair of Ray Bans. Would you be like, hmm? I think those are Manny's Ray Bans. That's weird. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. So as I said, the detective is gaslighting again. And then after she gets questioned by the detective, she leaves with Lloyd, and Lloyd also low key gaslights in. Yes, he does. They 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 leave the police station. They get home, and Lloyd's like, 
you're acting like you you're, you're acting manic you act you're acting like you did last time and you're becoming obsessive yeah i i understand parts of lloyd she does have bipolar mm-hmm. but she did legitimately i mean witness a murder witness a murder yeah and i think it's a little unfair of him to be like like to like it, it it feels like and and she kind of hints at it that like he has previously weaponized her her mania yeah. against her seems like your your priorities right now are on her being obsessive and not the fact that your wife literally did witness someone being murdered. like that's not a lie that's not something she made yeah. up she saw someone be murdered and you're just like i think i think you're getting a little bit loopy on me and it's like dog he's like oh were you drinking too much doesn't matter I saw a murder. That sobers you up real fast. Yeah. S- seeing someone get their head caved in might sober you up in an instant. Yes. Yeah, he's like, the police said you were intoxicated. It's like... Cool. Get fucked. Get fucked. Actually, get fucked. Thanks. I'm going to go deal with this murder I saw by myself, I guess. So after that, later that night, Hen can't sleep, so she stays up all night, basically. And then uh, in the next the next morning, she's they get visited by two police officers. And this is when we find out that Matthew and Mira are in the process of filing a protective order against them. Mm-hmm. And Ian's like, great, I'm not going to change my fucking story. Matthew killed that man. Yep. Go right go right the fuck ahead. Do it. I know what I yep. saw. I know what I saw. And then, yeah, Hen uh, and Lloyd get in a, like, a heated discussion about if she was drunk that night. And Hen's and like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go to the studio and clear my head, get my work done. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're, thank you for minimizing everything that I f- feel in my life. Not only are they actually thinking about doing the protective order, they they go through the protective order, and <laughs> Matthew is like really playing up the, the college attack on Daphne. Yeah. And Matthew, as he does, is he can't stop thinking about you know the night he murdered Scott and how it was. Mm-hmm low-key tainted by him and he's like trying to keep like the experiences separate of like him murdering scott and then him also just like fucking up his plans but you know best case scenario because she's also has a history of being mentally unwell yeah. and an unreliable yeah. witness because everybody in her life gaslights her that's <laughs> correct matthew ends up calling michelle and michelle mm-hmm. is like yeah i broke up with scott the friday before i left and i went to go see my dad and you know it's still you know still sucks that you know Matthew I mean that Scott got murdered but like I guess I'm okay yeah and Michelle's like hey are you free to you know meet up and he's like ah sorry I'm busy I can't and then he like has a fantasy about her low key and he's like oh yeah he's like mm, I, I shouldn't. shouldn't do this I'm a married man <laughs> uh, so Hen gets the protective order and she's like. All right, cool. And then she just lives on her life. Like, for the most part, she lives her life, like, you know, kind of great. She's working at the art studio pretty diligently. Uh, she's working on illustrations. You know, she's, she's doing well uh, for, you know, about a week. And then uh, it's time for open studios. And Hen gets Hen gets her pretzels. She, she, she gets her favorite snack, which are uh, peanut butter filled pretzels. Those are fucking dope. If anyone, like, if you guys have to know what peanut butter filled pretzels are because those shits are <laughs> bomb as fuck. <laughs> They're so good. Lloyd suggests that they should get some warm cider. And I'm like, I'm all about cider. I love cider. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. 
big fucking yeah, big big deal. So uh, <laughs> he yeah. goes and he gets cider spices and he also gets a bottle of bourbon for some added fun. You know what I mean? Spike cider is the illest. She hen ends up selling like fifteen prints or something like that, which is pretty good. Like very good. Yeah, good for her. Uh, she goes to see Derek while during open studios, and Derek only has sold one photograph, and then she buys a photograph. Uh, I don't remember what the photograph was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> actually, also in here, uh, <laughs> Hen like looks at one of the photographs that's like a upward perspective shot, and she's like, "Hmm, I wonder if he got that perspective because he's so small." And she's like, she's like, I probably should shouldn't ask him that. I'm like, yeah, probably yeah. not. Don't don't do that. <laughs> so after she does that, she's in her studio. She's cleaning up, and then someone says hi. Turns out to be Matthew at her studio. After he got a protective order against her, he's like, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. Yep. I just want to talk. And she's like, no, you can leave because you're. A fucking murderer and he's like yeah i killed scott and dustin yeah I did yep, both. that was me <laughs> and he's like what the fuck and he's like but i would i would i would never hurt you and i just want i just want to tell you the truth i just want you to hear the truth yep then we switch to richard's perspective weirdly yeah we just <laughs> richard the brother weirdly get richard's perspective richard Richard seems like he also has some suspicions about Matthew, even though Richard's a piece of shit. He's like, something's weird about Matthew. Like he, It's not just that something that he thinks something is weird about Matthew. Their father, it is implied, also probably was a serial killer. Yeah. And harmed women specifically. And Richard was kind of like, whoa, that's crazy. Kind of cool, though. You got <laughs> whoa, this, that's like, sick. Gross trophies. Uh, and so it's not that like he's like, got no basis for it but it's almost like matthew looking at that picture of daphne yeah. and going hmm. i recognize something in i you. know i can see a kinship especially because they grew up in the same yeah house. uh he says he notices that wherever matthew goes death follows yes we also find out that richard also has some uh dark fantasies or impulses of his own that he tries to control i'm not i, I think i think it's this where he like he follows a girl from a coffee shop to her house. So he, he he's like, he's kind, he kind of seems, he seems like a stalker, uh, but he hasn't acted on any of his uh, impulses as of yet. Yeah. So this, and then he recounts some of the horrific shit that his father did uh, when he was a child. When Richard and Matthew were kids, his mother would take them to the, uh, a lake to swim in. And there would always be this man there that came with them also, or met them there. And, when his father found out, he made his mom wear a bikini in the house at all times. His dad, yeah. their dad's just a real fucking creep, dude. I'm not going to lie. I was skimming a little mm-hmm. bit of the book. Yeah. This is very creepy. Now, Richard's following this girl, and he spots her coming out of... This is the thing I didn't know I needed to be terrified of. Spots her coming out of a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Searches for... Goes on, like, Instagram and searches for the hashtag, like, the name of the coffee yeah. shop. And then just finds this girl's profile because she just posted. Yep. Now I, yep, never going to do that. <laughs> never going to do that. That's fair. Yeah. Something like. Never, don't post from a restaurant. I didn't even think like, yikes. Yeah. Fucking yikes. 
Richard also talks about uh, this year, this yoga instructor that he wants to to meet, but like not not like not really me. He wants to like meet meet her like in a creepy way. He also ends up reading some articles about uh, Scott's death, and he get becomes intrigued or infatuated with Michelle after he finds out that she she doesn't have like a lot of social media. Like she only has like a LinkedIn profile, and the other two ladies that he's stalking their social media is like all open and like they're all out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to put all my energy into Michelle because she seems like she's special. Matthew, while they're still in the studio before he leaves, he, he like tries to tell him, he's like, I feel like we have like a special relationship because I can tell you anything. Mostly because nobody's going to believe you if I tell you anything. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's such a, like an asshole sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> and he en- he ends up leaving and going to a library where he was originally supposed to go and he picks up a book and quickly returns home in case uh Hen told Lloyd and he shows up at at his house angry. I I also like this was very very smart of him where she's like what makes you think I'm not going to go to the police and he's like, you know, I'm in a public place. I won't deny that I came here. So I'm going to say I I came to like talk to you and ask you to respect please respect the protective order. That's fucked up. Like, he could get in, like, bad trouble for that because, like, she could go to the judge and be like, he literally came to me. Like, what am I supposed to do? He yeah. came to me, and then he's, like, taunting me. That's not – that actually, like – like, Hen's insecure probably because everyone's gaslighting her, but, like, that actually does not look good for him at all to go and say respect a protective order. She hasn't done, even, done like, anything to break it. at breaking yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so after he leaves the library, he gets home. Uh, Lloyd never showed up. Hen hasn't told him anything. Uh, when Matthew returns to work, his boss is like, hey, Michelle's going to be returning. She doesn't want to talk about anything that's going on. So let's just steer clear of that and have a great day, team. Yep. Even though <laughs> Michelle eventually finds Matthew in his classroom and is like, so what's everyone saying? I need to know. And they shoot mm-hmm. the shit. And Michelle lets Matthew know that she got like a weird, creepy stalker email from a man named Richard. Yeah. He's really put off by that. And he's like, this motherfucker, dude. I can't believe he would do this. Uh, So later on that night, he ends up confronting Richard. Can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. He ends up confronting Richard mm-hmm. uh, and asks him if he sent an email to Michelle, which of course he denies. And Matthew's like, oh, huh. all right. I believe you. Yeah. Richard's like, Who's that? Yeah, who's that? (laughs) And Matthew's like, makes sense. Yeah, checks out. So, Hen at this point is like, she can't stop thinking about the meeting, the encounter that she had with Mm -hmm. Matthew. And she realizes that she she doesn't have anyone to talk to because he, like, nothing would happen because, you know, no one would believe her. And then she begins to... uh, wonder like where if he was serious where are potential places they could meet and she she ends up settling on a bar that's like a town over i don't remember the name of the bar i don't care (laughs) she goes there she says the bar is like not too crowded it's not too empty but you know it's just good enough and then uh, when she gets home she waits for matthew and she's like all right we can meet You, you can talk and everything will be fine we can meet at this bar so matthew and hen end up you know, going to the bar. Matthew, uh, he gets there first. He gets a drink. He sits in a booth. 
Hen gets there. She gets a drink. She comes sit in the booth. Uh, when they're both sitting down, Matthew's like, you know, I'm going to have to pat you down to make sure you're not wearing a wire. Because, I mean, it's fair because, you know, he's about to, you know. <laughs> Fuck him. He just wanted an excuse to feel her up. I don't think He doesn't that. say this, but, like, it was very creepy. So he, he, he does pat her down. She's not wearing a wire or anything. So they begin their conversation. Hen just starts out and is like, why'd you kill Scott? <laughs> Matthew's like, huh, I thought you would have been more interested in uh, Dustin Miller. She's like, yeah, well, I know you did that, but, you know, why'd you kill Scott? Yeah. Which he, he doesn't, like, imme- I think he, I don't remember if he immediately tells her, but they end up talking about Dustin, and Matthew tells him, he's like, I could tell the type of person that Dustin was even before he sexually assaulted Courtney. Uh, he he, he yeah. just had, he's just had that look. He, he, he places people in different categories. It's either a fox face or a pig face. And he said, yeah. Dustin had a fox face. And so this is where we find, like, this is where we get Matthew's uh, philosophy. He justifies killing these people by saying that, you know, he's ridding the world of, like, trash. He's help- like he's helping the world out. Yeah. And Hen counters that, and she's like, but well, he could have changed. Like, you don't know that. You took, you, you didn't give him that chance. And Matthew's like, I could have. He's like, people people mature, but their personalities stay the same. And he's like, I saw, like, this is when he's like, I saw the type of person that Dustin was. He's like, yeah, I told you when we first met that, like, I can, I watch people grow. He's like, yeah, I watch people go from freshman to a senior. I watch them grow into adulthood, but usually their personality stays the same. Hmm. Uh. Hen is like, do you think you could stop killing people? Maybe that would be cool. <laughs> and he's like, Matthew uh, admits that you know he actually he enjoys killing people. It's like uh, he he compares it to he compares the feeling he gets after to when Hen like makes a really good like print or like yeah. makes a masterpiece, and she's like he 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 compares it to that feeling. And so towards the end of their conversation, uh, Matthew's like, look. I would never, I would never hurt you. That's not what I do. Uh, but I'm just gonna throw this little tidbit out there. I don't think Lloyd is the right one for you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He was like, well, when we were having dinner, I saw the way he was looking at Mira, and Lloyd's cheating on you, and you know it. <laughs> By the way, uh, Hen tells him that that Dustin was not dead, or that Scott wasn't dead. She she watched Scott die, and he's like, "What was it like?" And she's like, "It's fucking awful. Yeah, like, it was terrible." What kind of fucking question is that? <laughs> so it was also he name drops Michelle. Yeah, accidentally accident. name drops Michelle. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said. Um, she's like, you know, he was confused and scared, and he says he had two seconds of fear and confusion. Michelle Bryan has had, has felt a lot more than that. And it's like, no, I don't think Michelle has felt the level of fear you have when someone tries to murder you because Scott never did that. He just <laughs> cheated, cheated on, her. on her. Yeah. <laughs> and she honestly wasn't even fully aware that he was cheating on her. She had an inkling. She just suspected. Yeah. Like Michelle has felt nowhere near the level of fear <laughs> and confusion and hurt that Scott did. Yeah. Nowhere near it. Like like some like 
this is why I'm like, yeah, I agree with you on the point where it's like this man, some some might be a little far. I so you know how like you like mixing up idioms or like don't uh piss on my head and tell me it's raining and then like <laughs> shit in your hands and clap. Yeah. What I was gonna say was don't shit in my hands and tell me it's raining. <laughs> fucking gross (laughs) yeah that's not the idiom oh my god (laughs) yep (laughs) so matthew's like uh lloyd's cheating on you and you know it so hen is like fuck you matthew she's furious at this point that uh matthew accuses accuses lloyd of cheating uh and she she storms out of the uh the bar and she's on her way home and you know, Lloyd just so happens to send him a text message that's saying he's working late. I put typical cheating behavior, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even though even though Hen is actively trying to focus on the conversation that she just had with Matthew, you know, him actually <laughs> admitting that he murders people, she keeps drifting back to the the fact that Lloyd is possibly cheating on her. Yeah, and. When she gets home, she remembers she remembers the night that Matthew went in for questioning and how when Lloyd when Lloyd showed up, he didn't smell like smoke. He's supposed to be at a he bonfire. He was supposed to be at a bonfire with Rob. with Rob, but he didn't smell like smoke when when he showed up. And she confirms she confirms that by smelling his dirty clothes from that night and also all of his dirty clothes because if you if you went to a bonfire, you're gonna smell like smoke forever. <laughs> yeah, that shit lingers. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, what if she smelled his clothes? Just like, oh, this man smells like he don't wash his ass. Oh my god. <laughs> this man, un, this unwashed like, ass ass man. I can't believe it. I mean, she probably would know that at that point, so she'd be smelling. Just like, nope, that smells like ass, <laughs> ass. She keeps going. I'm not getting any. I'm not getting any smoking ass. I'm just getting ass. <laughs> only I'm only getting ass. <laughs> I hate this. It's just doo doo. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just doo doo. There's no smoke. It's just doo doo. This is just actual doo doo. <laughs> so she calls Rob, huh? Did you already say that? Okay, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lost my place in my notes. So she calls uh Rob. Thank you. She uh she calls Rob, which then fully confirms because he's like, "Yeah, Lloyd already told me sorry for you guys not being able to make it, but you're definitely coming next year." And she's like, "All right. Excellent." Uh so after she gets off the phone with Rob, she goes to Lloyd's laptop and she like starts checking his emails and stuff and He's nothing. There's nothing in his like his email except for he. She goes to his sent emails, and there she finds an email that he sent to Joanna. Yeah, and uh, she does say that his his uh, browser history is cleared. It's cleared. I don't actually find that suspicious because my husband is. He always he he clears his like every time he closes Chrome, his cookies clear. Yeah, which. Is mostly honestly just annoying to me because it's like, well, <laughs> it's a log into Facebook every time you turn on your laptop. Yeah, but you know, uh, just sounds like a hassle to be honest. 
so she finds the emails between him and Joanna. Uh, but she's not she's not ready to confront him at this point in time. So she's just like, all right, keep that keep that in the old noggin. Yeah. Uh, she's being smart. She's yeah. like, I'm gonna bring this out strategically. Yeah. Next time he's like, oh, you're manic. Oh, really? You're cheating on me, <laughs> bitch. Mm? Yeah, bitch. How do you like that? Oh, is Joanna manic? Hmm. hmm? Yeah. Is Joanna? Do you think Joanna's having a little? Let's call Joanna. Let's see if Joanna's. Yeah, I haven't talked to Joanna in a while. I'm, I'd love to yeah. hear from her. That's the thing. I should. You know, I, I bet that would make me feel less manic if I talked to Joanna. Yeah. How's that make you uh, feel, yeah. Lloyd? Anything? Hmm? No. Okay. No. Anything. <laughs> So she's not ready to confront him yet. And then we have Matthew. Matthew, uh, he feels bad that he name dropped Michelle. And he's like, God damn it. I didn't I didn't want he's like, I know I was supposed to be truthful, but I didn't want to tell him about Michelle. Um yeah. he he ends up calling Michelle to check on her, and she's like, Hey, I'm taking the rest of the year off. A lot of shit is going on. My dad's health is deteriorating worse like faster than we thought so i'm gonna be going up there i gotta deal with scott's dead also it's it's just a lot uh she's like i realized we didn't get to say goodbye so if you want to come over and say goodbye that's cool i'm gonna just be packing up and stuff all night and i'm leaving tomorrow yeah matthew's like uh sure i guess so he ends up he does end up driving to her apartment complex but he gets there and he's like wait this this is weird i'm a married man i shouldn't be doing this i know she has a thing for me i'm 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 gonna go back home so he does end up going back home uh and when he gets home he gets a call from richard who seems i think he seems to be drunk at this point and matthew's like what's wrong with you like what did you do and he's like nothing i'm fine but do you think i could crash at your house for the night you know he's like you won't even know i'm there i'll sleep in your office mira won't know i'm there it's fine uh yeah and matthew's like yeah that's fine whatever you're my brother uh so he wakes up the next morning richard's made coffee he's having a cup of coffee with richard and then richard's like hey i left you i left you a present in your office you should go check that out i'm out deuces so richard leaves Matthew goes to his office and sitting in front of the Rosetta Stone replica is an envelope and he grabs the envelope and he opens it and it's a set of keys and those keys belong to Michelle. Yeah, he recognizes the key ring. It's got a, the key ring has a big M on it. Could be anything, could be mirror. Could be, yeah, yes. could could be. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's Joanna's. Oh, Yeah. How, it's Joanna with an M at the yeah, front. Yeah, a silent M. How does it make you feel, Lloyd? Yes. <laughs> Goes next door. How does it make you feel, Lloyd? <laughs> hey, Lloyd. How does it make you feel, huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, we once again we're at having Mira's perspective. Uh, Mira runs into she runs into an old coworker uh, while she's working her booth uh, and wherever she is. Uh, who he ends up sending her a text message and he's like, hey, you know, me and a bunch of people are going out for barbecue if you want to join. Uh, just come through. Uh, she's like, no, that's fine. Uh, this this is a coworker that when they used to work together, he was apparently madly in love with her, but he never he never acted on it. He just was like, hey, I just want you to know I'm in love with you. So she's like, yeah, um, thanks. no, thanks, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that. This is when we get a little bit more backstory because Mira 
she starts to remember or think about her college boyfriend, Jay Saravan. Yeah. We find out that, guess what? He was an abusive garbage person. Mm -hmm. Another little uh, FF, well, fun fact. While she was dating Jay, Matthew was her downstairs neighbor. Yep, that's how they met. That's how they met. Matthew was her downstairs neighbor, so he heard all of the abuse and everything that was going on. And he would check on her, and she realized that he would only check on her when uh jay wasn't around but like when jay was around he would he would like not even like acknowledge either of them yeah maybe give jay a head like a man nod. yeah like like a nod he'd only acknowledge jay whenever they were uh would meet up because he knew that jay was a piece of shit and would probably hurt mira eventually we get jay who committed suicide mira has a suspicion that it was matthew but she's like it was definitely matthew a thousand percent it was Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she never she never questioned him about it. But she knew. She knew it was Matthew. Uh and from that it would turn out that she and Matthew would, you know, date through through the rest of college and then obviously would get married and shit and live happily ever after. And this is this is the point where she she basically she accepts that Matthew is a serial killer, but he only kills men who wrong who wrong women and because of that she goes and checks the dates that she was out of town and cross-references them with the dates of like the murders and she's like all right so now i see yeah and she hadn't been traveling when scott doyle had died she'd just been passed out because he was convincing her to drink more yep and she kind of had that thought in one of the previous chapters where she was, where she was like, you know, she tells the police, yeah, he was with me all night, but she doesn't tell the police that like, she was actually, you know, she got very drunk. And part of her is like, yikes. Maybe. Internally, she's like, yikes. I don't think, he can't be a murderer, but it all all checks out. It's weird. So, Hen, Hen is, she questions, she questions Lloyd about the bonfire. And she's like, oh, how was the bonfire? You know, who was there? All this stuff. And he mentions people. And then she's like, oh, yeah. Was uh, was Joanna there? And she was like, he's like, no. But I did run into Joanna uh, recently in Boston. She lives wherever in Northampton. And uh, I don't remember what she does. But, yeah, I ran into her recently. So that was, that was pretty cool. And she's like, oh, that's nice. And then <laughs> Lloyd ends up leaving for work. And... Hen hadn't slept at all that night, so she ends up falling asleep, and she wakes up many hours later in one of those. You know how you like take a nap and you wake up and you're like, "Oh, what day is it? Where, Where am I?" I? Where am I? <laughs> like she wakes up like that. A par zipper deck. A par zipper deck. Scabbard. Zipper deck. Scabbard. <laughs> she wakes up like that and like throws the blanket off, and she's like, "Oh God, where am I?" Uh, <laughs> and then she ends up going to sit on the porch. And waiting for Matthew to come home from work. And when he comes home, he goes changed. He comes over the house. He sits on the porch and they start having another conversation. Uh, Matthew is shocked to find out that he was right about Lloyd cheating because he kind of just took a shot in the dark. <laughs> and he's like, wow, it worked. Yeah. And he, tell, he tells him that he, he kind of figured Lloyd was cheating because uh, all men are on a, like, a spectrum of... Not him. Ludacity. Yeah, not him. He built different, though. 
Uh, he tells him that he know he knows that because uh, his brother Richard is like his father in that way, where he's like a sexual predator and a sadist. Yep. And when I mean Matthew mentions something about Richard, and he says it in a weird way, and Hen's like she kind of gets like put off by it. And she's like, oh, that's a weird way to phrase that. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says. I want to talk more about my brother. Hennis says, okay. He says, have I mentioned him to you before? Just now you did. Matthew looked confused, like he'd already mm. forgotten the words he just said. You said he's like your father. Richard is, not me, he said. And something about his phrasing made Hen feel suddenly nervous. Oh, okay. So, the, yeah, just the way he phrased it, she's like, that's weird. That's strange. Yeah, that's odd, bud. After that, Matthew reveals that Richard may have actually finally acted upon his you know one of his dark impulses his fantasies and hurt somebody and he's worried that he might hurt somebody else and is like well you should go to the police and he's like well you know he's still my brother and i don't think he'd do well in prison so i don't want to you know fuck that dude i don't want to go to the police and while while they're having that like conversation lloyd gets home and he finds matthew and him talking on the porch and matthew's like oh what's up lloyd and just like leaves <laughs> yeah he's like uh, just came to clear the air. Yeah, just came. Bye. Bye. And then Lloyd's like, "What the fuck?" And Hen's like, "Yeah, you're cheating on me with you Joanna." <laughs> he's like, "World shattered. World collapsed." So the next morning, Matthew goes to work, uh, and he slugs through it. It's like really like long day. And when he finally get like in his car, uh, also his coworkers are talking about Michelle. Yeah, because. They're like, oh, I can't believe she just, you know, she could have like, she didn't meet with the sub before she left. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe she didn't even make time to do that. And he's like, her dad is dying and her boyfriend was just murdered. Like, have a little bit of fucking compassion. And they're like, you know, we're worried about her, but we're also worried about her student's education. It's just like, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I just got the fucking impression that like Sussex Hall is like a fucking preppy. Oh, yeah rich kids a thousand percent. i don't give a fuck a thousand percent like yeah their education's important but like they'll be fine they'll be fine she's literally going a through a crisis a right now <laughs> like her dad is literally dying and her boyfriend was gruesomely murdered yeah like fuck off fuck get fucked get get super get- fucked. <laughs> um so after after that like after the day ends he's sitting in his car and he's like Fuck, I know I'm going to have to go to Michelle's apartment to make sure she's all right. But I can't do it now. It's obviously too fucking bright outside, so I have to wait. So I'm going to go home, hang out, and then I'm going to go check on her later on tonight. Yep. Um, He does that. He goes home. He reads a book. He hangs out. He uh, he ends up waiting until like 11 o'clock. It wasn't even really 11 o'clock. It was like around 11 o'clock, and he drives to Michelle's apartment. He gets there. He parks in a visitor spot. He walks up to the door and he grabs one of the keys and he's like, if this key opens this door, then I know something's real. He tries it. The first key does not work. He's like, all right, sick. Try the second key. The lock clicks open. So he's like, mm-hmm. fuck. So he, he gets he gets into the main like hall of the apartment and he walks down to Michelle's apartment number. Opens the door. And when he enters, it's the, it's, I think it's cold in there. He can immediately tell something's off. And he walks around. He's searching. And he gets to the bedroom. And he opens the door. 
and he immediately can see blood splatter on the walls. And he looks down, and Michelle is on her bed in a pile of in a puddle of her own blood. Yeah. Michelle has been murdered, so that that freaks Matthew out a little bit. Then we have Lloyd telling Hen about the how the affair with Joanna started. I don't think that's really he cries. Yeah, he cries a lot. Bitch. <laughs> he cries a lot. Say that shit with your whole chest. Yes, <laughs> you cheated on your wife. Yeah. like just just. I don't want to. I don't want to make. Don't don't fucking try and. So manipulative mm-hmm. to cheat on your wife, and then when you're confronted, to start crying I'm so, like it's about I'm you. So sorry, I didn't mean to do it. It's not about you, Lloyd. You're the asshole in this situation. Yeah, you're the dickhole in this situation, Lloyd. Get fucked. Like, because now you're crying, and now I have to like. It's like you. Like, I'm supposed to like comfort you. Get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> so Lloyd tells. uh him that the affair is over she's like i don't fucking care that it's over all right how did it start so he tells her uh after he tell after he tells her how it starts she just casually drops in she's like oh yeah matthew kills people also also that he's like he says that uh he talked to joanna about him about her mental illness yeah get super fucked get fucked lloyd piece of Ugh. shit He's like, oh, you know, taking care. Like, he, he like makes it about her. Where he's like, oh yeah, I was talking to her about how like your illness makes me feel like a caretaker. And come on, dude. Actually, a doo doo person. No, she she t- she tells him she's like, he kills people. That's not news. I already told you that. <laughs> but he told me to my face. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 told me because you know he knew that I couldn't go to the police. But you know I've I've, I've been telling you this for for weeks now. Yeah. Uh, she's like. But, you know, I'm tired, so I'm going to go to sleep. Also love that she, she like, didn't, she would have preferred to be on the couch. Yeah. Because she found it more comfortable. <laughs> but she was like, no, no, no. Fuck. I don't care if I find it more comfortable. You don't get to sleep in our fucking marriage yeah. bed, you piece of yeah, shit. Bitch. You're a cheater. <laughs> you sleep on the You're couch. You're cheating ass bitch. But when she wakes up the next morning, turns out Lloyd is just gone. He He yeah. left, he left at some point in the morning. He left his phone on the couch. He just straight up ditched everything. And so Hen, she's she's a little worried. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. And then we get Richard's perspective again. So at this point, we know that Richard has murdered Michelle. Yeah, it's for sure. A thousand percent. Uh, Richard, he says that uh, he feels like he got his love of blood from his father. And uh, because, you know, as we were saying earlier, his dad liked to keep his little bloody trophies mm-hmm. uh and he wonders if his 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 dad ever killed anybody and he does some research and it shows that like it could be possible because all the places that his dad went there was a murder that happened there was something going on also um his dad at one point showed him a bra with a blood stain on it yeah he also gave him a pack of uh playing cards with naked women on it yeah and Richard Richard himself says he knows at this point that he knows Matthew knows that he killed Michelle, but he he knows that he's not going to go to the police. He'd rather take care of it himself. Mm-hmm. He says Matthew definitely killed their father, uh, even though it was never proven. But he has a suspicion yeah. that he killed their father. Uh, and Richard knows that eventually it's not going to be just Matthew looking for him because. You know, obviously, if you leave a body long enough, 
people are going to start to wonder and then it's probably going to start smelling and stuff. So he's like, I know eventually people are going to start looking. So he has to prepare. Uh, and he, he also says he feels like he killed the wrong woman to get Matthew's attention. Yeah. He, he feels like he should have killed him because Matthew yes. seems like he uh, he's intrigued by him more than he is with uh, Michelle. Uh, so we have Matthew still at Michelle's house. He backs out slowly. He grabs her phone, takes it, and then he goes uh, behind some old ice cream shop and he like crushes the phone and he buries it and he buries the keys under a rock. And yeah. And then he goes home and he's going through different scenarios of what could happen. He could go to jail because they're going to find Michelle and they're going to connect it to Scott and then they're going to connect it to him. So that's one scenario. And then there's another scenario where he could set up him because mm-hmm. she's been coming after me this whole time. She killed these two people to make to make it look like I'm a murderer. She has a history of mental illnesses. I, it, it has to be her. But then he's like, yeah. nah, I couldn't do that to him. Like, I can't do that. She's nice. She's nice. But Lloyd, on the other hand, all it takes, all it takes is a little bit of DNA to put him there. Yeah. Easy enough to get. I'm going to sleep on that. Even that's a bad idea, though, because it's like, sure, but like, this is your coworker. Yeah. And like, you didn't, you could say that he's like, oh, like, I, he'd never be able to pretend like he didn't know that Scott was Michelle's boyfriend. Who, Matthew? Because they would ask his coworkers. Yes. Yeah. It's just too cool. Like, it's too close to him. Yeah. He'd never be able to pretend. Like, his coworkers would be like, oh, yeah, he went to go see their, he's, he's seen Scott's band in person. Honestly, would be surprised, wouldn't be surprised if at this, at this point, the police already knew that Matthew knew Scott or had n- known of Scott. Weird he didn't mention it. Very strange. I mean, despite the fact, like, I mean, because it's like a, just thinking about my knowledge of, like, true crime and whatnot, I just can't foresee a scenario where, like, Matthew, where where Scott is killed and they're not sure who did it. And it seems like a random killing outside of a bar. But, like, one, punctured tire. Seems kind of targeted. Super targeted. Two, his girlfriend works at Matthew's school. Three... His girlfriend works at Matthew's school, and Matthew didn't mention it. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> and I know I, it's hard, because if he mentions it, then the police are going to be like, weird, that is kind of suspicious that your neighbor thinks that you killed that. Luckily for him, at this point, Michelle is dead. But like, if Michelle was alive, they'd be like, do you, have anybody, do you know anybody who would want to kill your boyfriend? And she's like, no. You know, and all, all it would take is for her, for them to mention, like, yeah, his neighbor thinks that she saw him commit the murder, and she'd be like, oh, I had been talking to him about thinking my boyfriend was cheating on me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Means. Mo- like, the alibi thing is just like, hey, did you, like, all they got to do is then go to Mira. And they got to be, hey, Mira, did you know that the guy who died is the boyfriend of one of your husband's coworkers? And Mira would be like, I was drunk as shit, actually. I cannot account for this man's <laughs> whereabouts. Means motive that i don't know what the other there's like a third one he thinks he's so smart but (laughs) 
Shit's falling apart. Shit's falling apart. Fast, fast. So the next morning, Matthew is making his way to work, and he notices a car following behind him, which looks like Lloyd's car. He's like, this is obviously Lloyd following me. Like, yeah. I can't have him making a scene in, like, the, the the school parking lot. So, when he gets to the school, he goes around to the back and parks in the back parking lot. And then Lloyd gets out of his car after Matthew gets out. And Lloyd's like, stay away from my wife. <laughs> and Matthew, you know, smiles to himself a little bit. But he's like, I knew you would say that. <laughs> and then Lloyd, like... Is like you motherfucker, and he goes to punch him, and he <laughs> he punches him in the top of his ear. Yeah. And when after he punches him, Matthew like very easily <laughs> overpowers Lloyd and knocks Lloyd onto the ground, and like puts him in a pin, and he like puts him in like a sleeper hold, I guess, and he fucking like passes out, and he plucks one of his hairs out, and he puts it in his pocket for later, and he just walks away, and he goes yeah. and parks in the uh, the front lot. So Han is at home. She doesn't know where Lloyd is. And, you know, she like, it's like, oh, I should call 911. But it's like, he's only been gone for a few hours. You know, what's she going to tell the police? And so, <laughs> so she decides, she's like, look, I'm just going to eat, make breakfast, eat, drink some coffee, just sit on the porch. And she decides to call Detective Martinez. And she asked him like, hey, did you hear about the dude who got like about Scott Doyle? And he's like, yeah, I did. The detectives called me, said you were an eyewitness, said you mentioned my name. And she's like, I heard, I saw the whole thing. And she basically is like, look, they took a protective out, order out on me. And he told me everything. He told me how he killed Dustin Miller. He told me he's killed Scott Doyle. He's telling me because he thinks that, like, no one's going to believe you. And she tells him about their meetings with Matthew. Mm -hmm. And he's like, did you tape any of these? And she's like, he patted me down. And now my husband's missing. And I'm worried he went after Matthew. I'm kind of freaking out, and he's like, good. It's good that you called me. He's like, I don't think it looks good for you because he has a solid alibi. And, yes, his wife could be lying, but you have a history of lying also. And she's also like, also, you know, he has a brother named Richard, and he says they were both messed up by their parents, and that Richard kills women, not men. And so Detective Martinez is like, I'll look into it. It's fine. I'll see what, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. And then Lloyd comes home all disheveled and yeah disheveled and she's pissed off she's like where the fuck were you and he's like sorry i just left and he's like i followed him i, I you know saw matthew at a school i wanted to talk to him can we go inside and he tells her what happened to the parking lot that like matthew incapacitated him and he's crying like a little bitch see th th this is this is what i hate because now that his life was put in danger he's like we gotta yeah. fucking head out we have to we have to leave and he's like, you know, we can't go to the police because I was the one who followed him. I hit him first. And he's like, I think we just take off. Let's just drive somewhere. And she's like, she's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going <laughs> on a fucking vacation. No. I, I'm especially not going on a fucking vacation with you. And she's like, I'm also not afraid of Matthew. You should be afraid of Matthew, but I don't think Matthew's going to hurt me. And Fair. <laughs> So he's like, you know, I, I really do think we need to leave. I want you to do it as a favor for you. And she's just like, fuck your favors. I'm going to work. I'm going to the studio. Yeah. I'm going to go work. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And he he says, I actually do. 
he said, I don't think he's going to hurt me. I've, we've gotten to know each other. And he says, I think you're losing your mind, Tan. I think there's something seriously wrong with you. Are you taking your meds? And she says, fuck you, Lloyd. As she fucking should. Yeah, a thousand percent. As soon as it affects him. It's a problem. It's a problem. And she's like, I'm actually not afraid of him because he doesn't think I'm a threat because I'm, he thinks I'm crazy. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. And he's like, I think you're crazy. Are you taking your meds? Don't gaslight me, you absolute motherfucker. Get actually fucked, Lloyd. Get actually fucked. That shit pissed me off. She says, why don't you fucking go to Joanna's house and stay there? As she fucking should. Do not gaslight me for an entire book. An indeterminate amount of time. (laughs) An indeterminate amount of time. And then when shit affects you and I'm not taking it as seriously as you think I should... All of a sudden, I, oh, you're going to say, oh, I don't think you you can tr- trust yourself? I'm crazy. Get fucked. For him to be like, he's dangerous. And she's like, yeah. fuck have I been telling you? No one's believed I you. haven't been telling you that this whole time. It's fine. She's like, I've fucking accepted whatever's going to happen. You absolute fucking cuntwad. What a piece of shit. And she's like, and also she, like in her head, she's like, I know, like, she's like, she doesn't tell him this, but she's like, I know exactly who Matthew is. And my condition has nothing to do with it, which is clear because he fucking admits he it. He didn't even break a sweat. <laughs> yeah. Incapacitating He's Lloyd. Like, you're done. That's it. <laughs> even Lloyd's like Lloyd's like I think he could have killed me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he could have. Even even Matthew in the the last chapter or whatever when he incapacitated him, he's like He's already kneeling on his chest. Yeah, he's like, so I like, can just fucking Lloyd starts like passing out. He's like I can I can I can end him right here. If, if I, I want to. He's like but I'll, I'll leave. I got his hair. Put my hands up. I'm done. And so she's like, look, I'm going to the fucking studio. And he's like, I'll be here when you get home. And she's like, I really hope you're not. Because <laughs> fuck that bitch. Because actually, you're a piece of shit. So Matthew's plan is he's got Lloyd's hair in his pocket. And he's going to wait until nighttime. Uh, and then he's going to go put it, go plant it in, in, in Michelle's apartment. And when he gets there, he can already see that they're like the police have already arrived. Michelle's body has been discovered. Yep. And he, he's like, fuck, I'm too late. I got to go to Richard because. I got it. I have to warn him that the cops are coming. Yeah, because he's like, there's no way that Richard, especially with like the arterial spray and everything. There's no way that Richard did this clean. Yeah. So he uh, notices that he's got a call from Detective Martinez and it's a voicemail. And Detective Martinez is like, hey, I just want to follow up about Dustin Miller or whatever. And so he calls Detective Martinez and. He, Detective Martinez is like, you have a brother named Richard, right? And Matthew's, Matthew's like, yes. And he's like, tell me about your brother. And he's like, does this something have to do with my brother? And they're like, hey, we're just following up on every detail, no matter how insignificant. It's routine. And <clears throat> very routine. And so Matthew's like, my brother lives at my parents' house. They left it for him. Here's the address. And what's his phone number? And so Matthew gives him his phone number. And... Martinez is like, hey, how's it been going with with Hen? And Matthew's like, oh, it's been fine. You know, she's been leaving us alone. And so he calls Richard repeatedly because Richard's not picking up. And he's like, the police are fucking coming for you, dude. It's happening. It's go time, Richard. And so he's like, we need to get our story straight. And Richard's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Matthew's like, like he, he starts yelling he's like don't he's basically like don't fuck with me dude like, like I, I i know what you did <laughs> this is not the time to fuck with me i know what you did the police are coming 
And Richard's like, he's like, look, what are you, what are they going to find in that apartment? Cause they've just found her body. And Richard's like, we got the same DNA dude. If I need to make a run for it, guess who else needs to fucking make a run for it? And Richard hangs up on him basically. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's like, fuck you dude. If I got to run, you also got to run stupid. Yeah. So he realizes that he's like, I'm not sure what to do. He thinks about driving to his parents' house and then he hears like a creak or like a click or something like upstairs. Yeah. He hears like uh like a click of a door. Like a door lock. Yes. And so he starts to sneak upstairs, but then he's like, No 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 no. If I'm trying to like surprise someone, let me walk upstairs. Yeah, this this is my house that I'm trying to surprise someone in, so he notices that his the closet in the master bedroom is open, which is not normal. They normally keep their closet door closed. And same. No one's in there though. Yeah. But he grabs his he grabs a billy club. And he goes to he's just like looking around upstairs. Yeah. And he walked to one of the bedrooms and then a dude came out. Like just fucking ambushes him. Yeah. So he uh he go he ends up going to Mira's like craft room. And in Mira's craft room there's like a crawl space door. And he like he opens it and then a dude bum rushes him yeah. and he gets knocked back and when he gets up he looks and it's lloyd lloyd just broke into his house yeah and so he swings the billy club uh and makes contact and so um Lloyd is like, I fucking heard you. I heard your entire conversation. And Matthew's like, you're trespassing. And Lloyd's like, I heard everything. And then Matt Matthew swings the billy club again. Yep. So then we switch to our girl Hen. Hen. Bok Bok. <laughs> she's in the studio. She's hanging out. She's trying to just think about all the shit that's been happening the past few weeks. Uh, she makes herself some tea, puts on a a CD. Um, and she's like, look, I got two big problems. I got Lloyd. Massive problem. Piece of shit. Worst. And I got Matthew. Uh, and she's like, eh, I think Lloyd makes a little bit of sense that we should go away. Get ourselves out of harm way and work on our marriage. Uh, but she doesn't want to work on their marriage. She's like, yeah. Should, should, should we actually work on our marriage, though? She's like, I could have forgiven a one-night fling. But... Sneaking around for a year, lying all the time, and just being an all-around shitbag. Yeah, it just marriage wasn't worth it with him. Uh, but you know, she also kind of wanted to protect Lloyd from Matthew, and so she's like, "Oh, you know, let me call Joanna. Let me call this other woman." Um, she wanted to hear it from Joanna's side of point of view. So she called Rob and she's like, oh, hey, I just wanted to get Joanna's number, wanted to talk to her, hang out a little bit. And he's like, cool. And so she calls Joanna and Joanna is, Joanna basically says, she apologizes. And then she's like, did, did Lloyd, have you and Lloyd been thinking about getting divorced? No. Oh. Because Lloyd wasn't just telling Joanna, oh, my wife is mentally ill. I feel, I feel so stressed out being a caretaker. He was telling her that he and Hen were, like, on the outs. Yeah. And that they were close to getting a divorce. And Hen is like, 
We just bought a fucking house. No, we weren't getting a divorce. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, who does that? And Joanna's like, Joanna's like, uh, he told me you weren't happy that things weren't going well and you bought the house to try and save your marriage. No one buys a save a marriage house. <laughs> they have a save a marriage kid. Yeah. But save a marriage house. <laughs> oh, let me just, let me just take out a, a hundreds of thousands of dollar mortgage. <laughs> to save this marriage. That's what's good. You know what's going to save our marriage, Justin? Debt. Debt. <laughs> Debt's going to save our marriage. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Nothing nothing saves a marriage like going into debt. What, what, they live in Massachusetts? House is probably easily $500,000. Yeah. Nothing saves a marriage like, <laughs> like being in debt. $500,000. You love debt. it. You love to see it. And Joanna's like, she's like are you planning on being with lloyd and she's like actually not haven't planned on anything exactly thought you guys were breaking up actually joanna says that she's like you know i i thought you and him were breaking up but i did think it might work out between you and joanna's like have I been an idiot and it's just like well what hen says is if you've been an idiot then so have i but like joanna's been the bigger idiot because like you knew he was married and just serving you all the line every married man who cheats that is like i'm gonna get yeah, a divorce baby, we're getting a divorce you're the only one for me i'll be with you soon I can't leave her yet because she's mentally ill. But like, I really want to. But like, I'll like, like, I'll be there for you if you'll be there for me. I don't say this lightly. Don't be a dumb bitch, Joanna. No, he's not gonna leave his fucking wife for you. Cut it out. That rarely happens. Yeah, cut it out. Come on. Grow up. So she hangs up. Oh, she says thanks for talking to me and fuck you for everything else. (laughs) I was gonna say so. Hannah's like, oh, I've got to go now. Thanks for talking to me. And Joanna's like. Stop being nice. I'd f- I feel better if you yelled at me or something. And Ian's like, well, thanks for talking to me and fuck you for everything else. So she's like, look, I'm basically what I want to do is I'm going to go home and tell Lloyd to get the fuck out of my house. And he's going to resist. He's going to be like, you're in danger. And I'll be like, fine, I'll go to my co- I'll go to my friend Darlene's house. So she's like about to go home. And I think Derek shows up it's, or a friend. It's another, shows it's up. another artist named uh, Yuma. Yeah. He's like, I'm headed out. And then she hears some more footsteps. And then uh, we switch to Mira. And Mira has decided to come home early because she was freaked out by that dude at her conference. And she didn't want to have to, like, deal with deal that with the whole week. Him. Yeah. Uh, she's been having some bad dreams. And she thought she was going to call. She had, she was like, I should call Matthew on my way home and tell him that I'm, I'm coming home. But she was like, eh, it's, you know, she wanted to confront him. And basically she's like, I want to confront him, tell her that she was, like, doubtful, her concerns, and then be like, you should probably confess. Yeah. So she gets home, and the door's unlocked. The house smells kind of weird, and but everything looks normal. And so she goes upstairs. He's not anywhere in the house. And she decides she's about to call Matthew, and then she noticed that the closet door is open. And she's like, that's odd. Closet door is, like, never open. Yeah. And so she starts walking around upstairs and she was like halfway into like her craft room and she realized that there's a body wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> head to foot. Head to foot wrapped in duct tape. And she's like, I can tell she knows it's a man. She could tell that the person was dead. Also, they're wrapped in duct tape. Yeah. She could tell that there was some blood seeping out from between the duct tape. And she's like, I have to call 911. But she needed to know what was under there she was like it could be matthew i have to know before i call and so she pulls the tape she begins to pull the tape away we go to richard richard's perspective again he's buying liquor 
at a liquor store. He's planning to leave. Um, he's like, I'm just going to fucking skip town. He has a really creepy conversation with a bartender. I think he goes to like a bar. No, it's a liquor store. It's a liquor store person. I think it's just like a customer that he just randomly has a co- like a conversation with. And yeah, he like flirts with her and he's like, hey, you know, she's talking about a, about a friend that she's like about to start dating. And he's like, if it doesn't work out, oh, we have to take his place. And she says, you're married. And he's like, eh, I just wear a ring. Doesn't mean I'm married. And she's like, that usually does because she's not like Joanna. <laughs> and he goes back. He starts driving and he goes home and, you know, he's looking around the house. He's basically picking up things that like he's like, got to skip town. Here's the stuff I want to take. Here's some sentimental things I would like to take. Yeah, he picks up a little, he packs a little bag and uh, then he burns the house down. <laughs> yep. He's fucking gas, like takes <laughs> a bunch of gasoline, gasolines that bitch and then light, lights a match. Let's, let's go. And then he starts driving and he's like, he goes by Matthew's house and he kind of wants to see if Henrietta Hen is there, is home. And he, she's not there. And he's like, mm, I wonder where she could be. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go to the studios. She's probably at the studio. So he goes to the studios and he gets up there and she's like, he walks in the room. And she goes, hi, Matthew. And she sounds a little uncertain. And he says, I'm not Matthew. So switch back to him. She's like, if I run, I'm, I'm dead. dead. That's the end for me. I got to play this real cool. She's like, it's definitely Matthew. A thousand percent. He has the same scar on his on his, uh, yes. on his lip. But he's like, I'm Richard. We haven't met yet. And she's like, where's Matthew then? And he's like, who knows? Who cares? I don't know. He's like, you know, I just want to see your studio walks around and she's like i'm actually leaving and he's like you're mm-hmm. not though he, like looks at her <laughs> oh she tries to leave and he, he pushes yeah, her he, like grabs her by the throat and like pushes her back in the studio and she's like yeah you can take a look around yeah, sure i'll stay for a bit sure take a look it's fine sure. yeah this is fine oh, <laughs> uh, you know what i thought I, better anyway yeah this is this is great just take a look and Richard's like, well, she's like Matthew. She knows it's Matthew. And she's like, he's like, do you want to fuck me? And she's like, hey, Richard, we just met. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married. Why do I? <laughs> why, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do that? And he's like, you want to fuck Matthew? And she's like, actually, don't. We're just friends. People can just be friends. And he's like, mm, doubt it. <laughs> big, big he makes doubt. them do a toast of tea. And he's like, you know, I'm not super impressed with Lloyd. Think Lloyd's not great, and she's like, "You've never met Lloyd," and he's like, "Oh, Matthew." Matthew tells me things. Yeah, actually, me, me so and Matthew talk. Stick that in your craw. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but hey, Matthew told me that Lloyd's been putting his dick where he shouldn't, and you know, my dad used to go to brothels. Like you know, talk about his dad used to go to brothels, and so she decides that she's gonna like push him a little bit. Because he kind of, like, when you push him with, like, reality, he, like, cracks a little Says, bit. Huh. All right. And she's like, how come How come you're so different from Matthew? You know, I think he's such a gentleman. And Richard's like, he kills people. And she's like, he told me that. I knew that. But he's like, you know, he's he's like our mom. 
you know, his mama's boy, but she was a whore. So, so there's that. And so he's just like threatening. He's just like vaguely threatening her, telling her about his past. She asks him about when he, like about him hurting women. And, you know, she basically is like, Richard, I want Matthew. I want Matthew here. I want Matthew to come to be here. And I just want to talk to him for just a minute. Just let me talk to him for a little bit. He's like, no. And <laughs> she's like, he's like, you're just going to, you know, use Matthew to talk your way out of here. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to do any of that. I do want to walk out of here, but I also just want to talk to Matthew. And so Matthew shows up and he's like, hey, hen. And she's like, so I met Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so I met your brother. <laughs> I met Richard. He scared me. I think he was going to hurt scared me. Scared the shit out of me. And she's like, hey, I, 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 you know, I need to get away from Richard. And he's like, can you lock the door like from the outside? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, then you should lock me in. Lock, I want to give myself up. Yeah. This is my final stand. And she's like, she's like, okay. Bye. Um, and he says, I'm sorry about Lloyd. He was in my house. And she's like, say, say to, say to who now? What, what was that? <laughs> One more again? What was that? One more again for me? And he says, this afternoon when I came home, Lloyd was in my house. And she's like, is he dead? And he's like, real sorry he was in my house. I'm sorry, but he was in my house. Um... So Matthew just hangs out in her studio. Yeah, <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> he goes through like uh, uh, her her picture, her prints and stuff. Yeah, and he's sad because everything's it's it's all over. And so, Hen calls nine one one. She's like, "Hey, here's where Matthew lives. Pretty sure my husband is injured in the house." She calls Detective Martinez, and she's like, "Hey, I'm at my studio," and she said. She's like, where are you? Because he asked where she was. Yeah. And she's like, I'm at my studio. Why? Where are you? And he's like, I'm on your street. And she's like, you need to go to Matt's house. Lloyd's there. And I think he's hurt. And she's like, the police are already here. And she's like, uh, there's something at Matthew's house. I'm going to go check it out. And she's like, don't hang up. Matthew Dolamore is at my studio. And he's like, come again. Say what? <laughs> come, <What>? again. <laughs> <laughs> come again. Come <laughs> again. And she's like, he came to see me in my studio. He wants to confess to everything. I locked him in. He told me Lloyd was at his house and he's gotten some kind of fight. And she's like, are you? And she's like, you know, I'll be there. He's like, I'll be there soon. Uh, and so she drives home and she sees them. She sees Detective Martinez coming and he tells her that Lloyd, that Lloyd is, is dead. Yeah. So Matthew gets taken to an interview room. Uh, he waves his right to a attorney. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to spill all the beans. Yeah. So he does. He tells about Scott Doyle that Mira hadn't been lying. She did think that he was next to her all night. And, you know, he's like, I killed her, not just for Michelle, but just because he was toxic. I had to get rid of the, you know, take out the trash. Um. She's like, I just, he's like, I just worked with Michelle. We were work friends. And Matthew's like, yeah, she's dead now too. And I saw her body when I went to her apartment. And she's like, when you killed her? And he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't kill her. I'd, I'd never. I'd never do woman. that. That's not me. It was my brother. Richard. 
and you know my brother told me that he killed Michelle and he left her keys at my apartment uh, to the, her apartment at my house um he was taunting me and he's like you know she didn't deserve that and the police are just like <laughs> obviously like <laughs> if y'all didn't realize <laughs> Matthew and Richard are the same person yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned that, but they are, in fact, the same person. Yes. So, Michelle died the night that she invited Matthew over. Yeah. So, when he drove over there, he he, he never actually left. He went up there, and Michelle was like, ah, Matthew, but she got Richard. And they're like, hey, hey, Matthew, where's Richard at? And he's just, like, sleeping. He's asleep. He's sleeping. They're like, where is he sleeping? He's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just sleeping. I can't, I don't know. Oh, 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 I also missed it. I missed this my first read round too. When Mira goes home, yeah. she notices that the couch looks kind of disheveled. Oh, yeah. And she said it looks like Richard's been sleep been had spent the night. Yeah. So she knew she knew about Richard. She knew that he was So they leave Matthew alone and he's like, he's like, I'll confess to everything, but like I didn't kill him. Like he's like in the interview room to himself and he's like, you know, they're gonna think that I killed Michelle, but it was Richard. They need to understand that it was Richard. And Detective Martinez comes in and he asks about what happened with Lloyd and Richard and Matthew's like, he broke into my house and attacked me and I was defending myself. And he tries to like switch over to Dustin, but he, the, Martinez is like, let's talk about Lloyd, please. And he's like, you know, I think Lloyd was there to try and get back at me, try and find something on me. He came out of the closet and attacked me and I hit it. I, I, he said he wrapped him up with the duct tape. Just because he thought it would be better that way. Yeah, he, he and he wrapped him up because he says there's a there was a lot of blood coming from his head. So at first he yeah. was trying to stop the blood, but then he said it looked better if I covered it whole, his whole body. Yeah, and so then they're like, "Hey, also, a hen told me that you mentioned a brother and that you were worried about him." And Martinez is like, "Hey, re- police reports for both of your parents. Neither of them mentions a brother, and." He was suspected to have by the police to have killed his father. Yeah. And he said that you were an only child and that there had been a brother called Richard, but that Richard had died in infancy. It was crib death, infant death, like infant death syndrome. And Matthew's like, no. No. <laughs> Fuck you mean. What's that? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and Matthew's like, Richard's alive. And he killed Michelle and he went to the Kansas studio because he wanted to kill her too. I wasn't there though. And martinez is like so richard went to hand studio but somehow you got locked into the studio yes and he's like i don't know how i got there but richard went to sleep and i showed up (laughs) and then detective martinez is like matthew or are you and richard the same person he's like no (laughs) no we're brothers brothers, so you know we both survived our parents and that means we have something in common we're survivors but you know richard's like our dad and you know i take after my mom yeah, and so he he decides that he's oh, he's real tired. They decide they leave him alone again. He's like real tired. And he's like, "Look, I'm just going to like confess to everything. I don't want there to be a trial. He's going to try and keep it out the papers." Um and he's like, "No one's going to believe that like I don't control Richard. They're going to think I'm pretending." Yeah. This And so Richard was like This kind of made me sad. I'll tell him yeah he he says richard spoke to him then for the first time since he'd been in the studio i'll explain it to him i'll give him what they want 
Matthew said nothing back. He didn't want to get into a conversation with Richard. Not right now. Take a break, big bro. I can tell you're exhausted. It would be nice to catch a little nap, wouldn't it? I don't want to talk with you anymore, Matthew said. And when he realized he'd said it out loud, he threw up all over the table. Yeah. <sighs> he. They don't interview him again. They just charge him. They take his clothes, put him in a prison, in a you know, jail uniform. <sighs> and after breakfast, the next day, they say he has a visitor and it's Mira. And she says, oh, bear. And then he was bare and he was crying. That did make me sad. That yeah, like that that little that little sequence made me sad and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. So Hen goes to her parents for two weeks. She comes back for a few days to do Lloyd's memorial service and then she goes with her friend Charlotte. And then she goes home for the first time uh, in like a month. And the Dolamore's house is for sale. You know, Mira's selling the house. So she goes home, she gets vinegar all set up inside the house, she gets in bed, you know, and it kind of, like, hits her at that moment that, like, Lloyd is gone. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I get it, like, she's, like, kind of going through this moment where she's like, I don't know that we would still be married if he was alive, but, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. But to have that, like, stripped away. <laughs> yeah, that agency. Yeah. She goes to sleep, and she calls Detective Martinez the next day, and she's like if there's anything new and Martinez is like, he's going to be in the hospital for a really long time. They're not going to do a trial. You're not going to have to testify. And Hannah's like, yeah, I spent my first night in the house without my husband. Wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, but she, she thinks she's going to stay in the house. Uh, obviously the neighbors are kind of like mm. looking at her. And I don't think the neighbors actually understand like the full, like scope depth yeah. of everything that's been going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they And do. so it really just seems like Matthew just killed her husband for like unexplained <laughs> yeah, reasons. For, like, no reason. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, she goes to the studios. She puts on a CD and realizes that it's the same CD that she had on when Richard was there. Yikes. And then she's going through her, some of her old art. She's like, you know, might throw some stuff away, recycle some stuff. And at the bottom of a box is a picture in a sketchbook. And it was a picture, it was a sketch of Dustin Miller that she did a few months before he was killed. This also blew my mind. So Lloyd had been on a trip. And so she went to the bar near where their house was, walking distance. And Dustin approached her. He was younger. She was feeling like, I think she's like, they're like in her 30s. And so she's like, oh, it was like, you know, younger man's approaching me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't particularly handsome. Actually, she said so ridiculously handsome that she didn't particularly find him attractive. Like, I think Kenny JD talks about this, where especially with like, she watches a lot of like passion flicks, which is basically like turning romance novels into movies. Yeah. Very poorly done. But like that some <laughs> of the dudes they get to play the male leads are just like, they have all the pieces of an attractive face. Yeah. But in a way that's like uncanny. Yeah, like uncanny like, valley. Like this is yeah, you're, like too, you're too perfect. perfect. Yeah, like you're you're ticking all of the boxes, but in a way that's uncomfortable. Yeah, you're. It's getting weird. <laughs> yeah, so he he's like, oh, can I see some of your sketches? He buys her drinks. She's can kind of tell her the mania she had after Dustin died had actually started before this, and so she could tell that she was already like man. In retrospect, she knows that she was already manic at that point and he's like hey do you want to come 
do a sketch of me at my apartment. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to be creepy about it. And she's like, you're kind of already being creepy. You're already being but creepy. sure. And so he leads her to the bedroom. He's like, why don't you do the sketch of me here? And so she does. She sketches him. And then she he goes to kiss her. And she's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I'll kiss you back. But, like, um, I'm married. And he's like, oh, you're it's like, hot. All right, whatever. <laughs> Cheating is hot. And she's like, uh, can we slow down? I need to use the bathroom. And he says, okay, don't change, don't fucking change your mind. Like, like, flips. yeah, immediately. Um, and his eyes are deader than they were. And he's touching himself like a creepazoid. Uh-oh. And so she goes to the bathroom and she's like, all right, how do I get out of here? Because this is not a safe environment for me. This is not looking good. And her sketchbook is still in his room. She doesn't want to leave it because it's got her uh, address and stuff in it. Yeah. So she's in the bathroom for so long that he like knocks on the door and he's like, I got to pee. Get out of there. And so she's like, she comes out the bathroom. He goes in the bathroom and she books it to the room, grabs her sketchbook, goes to leave, goes out the front door. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to scream. Like, don't touch me. Hey, she's like, I'll He like grabs her arm and she's like, I'll scream. And he's like, whatever, bitch. And like, lets her go. And the next time she saw him, he was being carried out of his house in a body bag. And she never told Lloyd, never told the police. And later, after she was hospitalized, she was like, I feel like I might have imagined it. But, you know, she's got the sketch. Perfectly done sketch of Justin. Of Dustin. Sorry. <laughs> God, Justin. God damn it. And she puts it in a pile that she's going to, in the pile that she's going to recycle. And she puts it in the pile she's going to recycle. And she's like, Nah, fuck that. And she grabs it and she slathers it in black ink and crumbles it up and throws it away. Yeah, and that's it. And that's the whole thing. That's that's the end of the that's the end of the story. Out of five. I I I've gone back and forth with this. Yeah. Partially, I I I, I said it was a four, and then I was like, he has a habit of gaslighting mentally ill women. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually not him. So I'm 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 gonna give it the four. You're gonna give it the four? Yeah, I also agree. I I think this is a four. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it was a struggle to get through, not because the book was bad, just because I myself am bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bad. I myself procrastinate and fuck around, but that's not the book's fault. This book was really good. Peter Swanson yeah. is a really good author, and I think you guys should read this book. You guys should read The Kind Worth Killing. Both really, really good books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good book. I just, I enjoyed it. I, I liked Hen a lot. I think. Yeah, I liked Hen. Mira was a little bit of a, a wet blanket, but Hen was very like, I just love, like, I mean, like, yes, she was a mentally ill woman being gaslit for the whims of the author. But at the same time, she was also like, she knew it to like, stand up for herself. She's like, I know that I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And especially with Lloyd, where it's like, I'm not going to let you gaslight me. Because it affects you now. Yeah. Big fuck you. Big fuck you, dude. Do you have a uh, suggestion? I had one and I might have, I forgot what it is, so I might have to go back to another one that I had. Yeah, I do have a suggestion this week, actually. Actually, I'm prepared this week. So earlier in the podcast, I mentioned true crime and I mentioned how that related to my suggestion this week. It's not only true crime, but it also has to do with just basically anything like in the, the darker uh recesses of you know stuff so we got like paranormal we have like um like missing persons and like 
other mm-hmm. true crime, like murders and stuff like that. Uh, recently, I've been addicted to this YouTube channel called Mr. Ballin. Yeah. Where he, like, tells stories of, like, different, like, true crime or different, like, paranormal things. Or he even goes into uh, the missing 411, which is, like, a guy that he's a guy. He's a, a retired detective that wrote mm-hmm. a series of books dealing with all the disappearances and stuff that are happening in national parks throughout the United States. But yeah, I've been watching. I've been literally addicted to Mr. Baldwin's YouTube channel. He also has a TikTok. Uh, I haven't gone into his TikTok yet, but I've been I've basically watched all his videos on his YouTube channel within the past like week or like week and a half. I am thoroughly addicted to this man. It is very good. You guys should check him out. It's Mr. Baldwin on YouTube. I think it's Mr. Baldwin on TikTok also. Very if you like true crime or paranormal or anything like that, you guys should check it out very good time recommend mine is also a youtube channel i remembered so there is a youtube channel called cracking the cryptic Ooh. and it is a i think it's two guys but i only ever watch one guy his name's simon and they are like sudoku and like i think the other guy is like a crossword person yeah but like simon is like a sudoku like master like though he'll get sudokus like people like they have people like in their community who will like make sudokus and it'll be like start the sudoku with like no numbers Uh, i can't and then like solve it i can't do sudoku at all yeah like they'll have like they'll be like you know normal sudoku rules but also like there are these restrictions on like where numbers can be oh my god um or it'll be like they'll have like what are called cages it'll be like you know these Three cells have to add up to a certain number. Oh my god! And so then that like gives you a restriction about like what numbers it could be, and then with other things. And it's so, I just find it calming. Yeah, honestly, that's like fair. I, I I like Sudoku. I'm not great at Sudoku, but I enjoy it. But it's yeah. just really fun to like watch him, and especially where it, like there was one where he started it, and he was like, I feel like this is a joke. Not sure how I'm supposed to solve this, and then just like going through it, and he gets so excited. Cause like some like and and I can't even like follow his logic partially because I'm like watching them at like two times speed because they'll be like fifty minute videos oh, sometimes. God, yeah. But like he'll be like, oh, this can't be a three because if it's a three, then that means that these two numbers are like this, and that would break the puzzle. So it has to be this number. And then like it'll be like, oh, boom, boom, boom. These three numbers. That means that like these three numbers have to be this. Oh god. And it's just like, but he's so endearing and like it'll be fun to like watch him where he's just like oh I thought it was this but like oh Bobbin like he's British he's like oh Bobbin it means it can't be that it's just like I just love it it's cracking the cryptic on on YouTube uh, I just find Simon to be he's just an adorable British man who's really good at Sudoku and even if you don't like understand the logic it's just like I find him soothing to listen to and it's fun to see him like run through the logic or like sometimes watching it and being like oh i know that that number's gonna be this and like waiting until he like gets it you know yeah 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 i love it that's awesome <sighs> okay guys i'm gonna read us out unless you have any uh no yeah i think you can go ahead and read us out i think everything is uh you can find us on instagram at what did we just read twitter at what did we read or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com we also have a facebook page search for what did we just read if you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up, or grab a copy of a book we've already read, you can check out our book club page on Amazon Book Club. Search for What Did We Just Read. Uh, if you like us, please give us a review, preferably a five-star review, because those are dope. Yes. Uh, share with your friends. 
keep listening. Just super happy to be back <laughs> after like three weeks yeah. of not seeing my, my best friend. I know, dude. It's been crazy. So, I mean, we, we will see you guys next week. It's going to be a good time with whatever book that we read. We're kind of dealing with the aftermath of having to shift our, <laughs> <laughs> our podcast back by three weeks. Yeah. But... But thank you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Love you so much. Do you have an indeterminate amount of time? No. I want you guys to. I want you to have like a good dinner. Have a good jiffy. A good jiffy. Yeah. Jiffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever your jiffy is in the world, have a good one. It's it's it, it's the measurement of time of how long it takes light to travel a distance of one femtometer. What the? F- which is a millionth of a millionth of a meter. <laughs> We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Love you. Love you guys. Goodbye.